Okay, guys, so you're listening to Nor TV podcast with Belle and Angelique, and we're going to discuss episode one through three of Titans season three. And that's a mouthful. They just released everything in a big chunk like weirdos. So, like, okay. They did that with um, last season, they did that with Doom Patrol too. They did like three and then one. An ep- I mean, one episode a week after, but it went by super fast because their season was cut short. So it was only like 10 episodes. Oh. Yeah. So that just like came and went. And I was like, I feel like no one, I was like, I feel like no one even knew it was out before it was ending. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> oh, God. So, I mean, just slightly uh, slower than giving us everything in one big chunk. Yeah, I'm kind of glad they did, though, because I feel like um, episode three really was the strongest of the three episodes. So yeah. it makes sense to leave it on that note if you want to bring in new people. Yeah, That makes sure. sense to me. <laughs> and I mean, oh, gosh, also just hilarious. I, I mean... There were so many times where I found myself laughing. I feel like I laughed more than like in like episode three that I have like in a while the Titans, even though, okay, technically some of the stuff I was dying at was probably not supposed to be funny. But like, I mean, when characters get a certain amount of stupid, it's hard not to laugh, <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> All right, so I feel like we should just talk about who you're obviously talking about. <laughs> Want to talk about Dan and um Don and Hank? Just go right into it. I mean, this is perfect. I really think they. I mean, I mean, it's either them or it's Jason because all three of them were like taking turns being stupid. So. Oh, they were. They were yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, at least Jason has an excuse. I mean, he's been brought from the dead by voodoo magic. He done been beat to death with a crowbar in his. Well, head. well, mainly he's on drugs. Mainly, what I'm calling stupid is him going after the Joker, and I think he's getting his drugs from Scarecrow. Like, yeah, that's dumb. I don't know why you would do either of those things. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, so that's just I, dumb to me. No, it's definitely dumb, but it's, like, in-character dumb. Like, it's the kind of dumb thing. Like, sometimes when characters do dumb stuff on shows, you're like, clearly they just had them do that for plot. In this case, I fully believe that this man would do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, no, this is on brand. It's, it's <laughs> definitely something you can do. Oh, God. And, I mean, it makes sense because it's, like, PTSD from the whole, de- the whole like, Deathstroke Slate adventure and the falling and the flashbacks. It makes sense that he would be like, all right, gotta master my fear. Um, I, I I, do find it hilarious that he couldn't just go get Xanax like a normal drug addict, but okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So do you want to keep talking about Jason or do you want to talk about them? We can keep talking about Jason first, right? Yeah, we'll keep yeah. talking about Jason yeah. first. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought with what I was about to say about Jason. Oh, I just find it funny, like this, like deeply amusing, that the the whole the whole plot thread for Dick figuring out something isn't right is that is that he found a chemistry book in his room and was like, "This kid don't read. This something's wrong here." 
That is so funny that. to me. That is so funny to me. It's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Clearly, Jason just didn't feel like studying something's happening. <laughs> yeah, he was like, this kid does not read. Something, something is up. <laughs> And I mean, you know, and it wasn't light reading. Like, it's not like he found a Twilight book in there or something. Like, exactly. Like chemistry, but. Like, I did, I did see some Jason fans being mad. They're like, oh, Jason in the books reads, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, one, it's an adaptation, calm down. Two, he's not reading a chemistry book in the comics. <laughs> That's weird, okay? Shit is weird. Hang out, reading textbooks, no one, no one just hangs out. That. Even even book nerds aren't sitting around. Um, I think Jason would be reading like romantic books and whatnot. He likes freaking oh, yeah. um. Jason's a flyhard. Right, you like he likes what's he's like musicals and whatnot. So I'm sure he yeah. reads literature. He's not about to sit around and read a damn chemistry book. That doesn't make yeah. sense. <laughs> like all the people. Dick was like Dick was like he didn't read this book. <laughs> He doesn't read that. Is what right, right. Like, we, we know objectively that, like, academically, Jason's not stupid. Like, nobody, no, none of the people joking bad. about Jason not reading are suggesting we think he can't read. Calm down. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Although it, it is kind of worth suggesting. It's kind of worth suggesting we think he can't read just from how mad his stands get, however. <laughs> so I might just commit to this narrative. <laughs> I, I, might, I might commit to it because it's so funny how upset that got them. Um, I just find it so funny. Because like I've not even seen him read the back of a cereal box. What is this? Not a whole chemistry textbook. <laughs> and can we talk about what a like organic like mom that Dick Grayson is that he has feelings about people that don't read the ingredients on a cereal box. <laughs> That totally tracks with how he was cooking. <laughs> well, you know, he was he was put, he was buying on those disgusting ladies that Rose was complaining about. So. <laughs> I love that it's a, a plot thread that was never dropped. <laughs> that Grayson has very strong feelings about, about like about cereal. Just any cereal right off the wall, really, really. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> To Grayson, Team Mom, all the day, <laughs> and not just Team Mom. He's Bat Mom. Yeah, he's PTA Mom. Uh, so I love that. Uh, it totally also tracks with him being PTA Mom. That catching a kid with uncharacteristic characteristic interest in studying is what let him know he was on drugs. Yeah, he definitely clocked Bruce too for um not paying attention and that's the yeah. problem because bruce isn't stupid it's that he wasn't right. paying attention mm-hmm. if he was he would have totally noticed all yeah this. exactly there's so much stuff here that you because i mean he we know that he's been you know accessing unauthorized files was where he found like you know the the bomb semantics and all that kind of stuff but he's been playing around in wayne's bomb files like right like dad come on dad <laughs> really fumbling the ball here i, I can't <laughs> like, so yeah huge huge fumble of the ball here um definitely correct to call him on that um and also i do um i do like that uh ultimately what wound up what would have saved tank's life and what wound up being like figuring out the solution to this 
was actually caring about Jason's mindset and being concerned what he had been getting up to. Yeah. Like that was the big solution to all of this. Not some like elaborate plan of some kind to ambush him and shoot him in a face point blank, but just to actually be like, how has he been doing? What's been going on? How's he been coping? That was it. Because it feels obviously, okay, obviously Jason needed help that Bruce wasn't paying attention to enough to get him. Dick noticed, but I think Dick's also going to sort out, he's not doing this by himself. Someone is helping him and... I think it's obvious that Scarecrow is just reporting everything Dick says to him back to Jason and they're they're sharing info somehow. I think that's obvious. um, And I mean, I think Dick figured that out because he walked out of that last meeting with with, like Scarecrow without like saying goodbye or ending the conversation. He's like, hey, where are you going? So I think that was when, when like Dick realized there was a connection there. Uh, I think that Dick actually did figure it out during the whole like daddy conversation. Uh, and plus, like, there's the whole drug thing. Dick is the only one who seems to give a shit about him using yeah. these drugs, and all he has and to I do think it's he's, weird he's gonna sort out. Yeah, he's gonna sort out who his yeah. provider is, basically. It's um, weird that no one else is concerned about that in general, because, okay, you've got someone who was a crime fighter and is now a serial killer. Nobody's concerned what drugs that the back computer can't identify he's taking. I feel like you should be. Do you want to know if anybody else is on this mess? Is it spreading around town? Like, you guys should look into that. And, like, that woman who got killed by, like, the drug pump, um, yeah. y'all weren't curious what was what was in her veins? Like, and all these people are so scared they can't talk. But it's not occurring to them. Maybe they're having a scarecrow problem. Okay. <sighs> All right, Mab. <Yeah. laughs> so, like, yeah. can we? Uh, I guess we'll segue to the not greatest detective in Gotham, uh, Miss uh, Barbie Gordon. <laughs> um, the flip flopper. The no, it's it's parent Jiu-Jitsu, him trying to make you be Batman, then Batman sucks and Bruce sucks and they poison the city to Batman wouldn't have gotten that mistake wrong with the bank. Pick pick a side, pick a side, please. Pick a side, please. please now please. you're starting to sound like Don. Do you want him to be Batman or not be Batman? Yeah. She, she's sounding like comic Babs. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> Don't start with the Batman would have done this. Don't. None of that. No one wants to hear any of that. Like, do not start. No. Please. And, like, let's be real. With all the stuff that has flowed over Batman's very distracted head, Batman would have done no better in the situation. No. Um, He just beat the hell out of someone with a crowbar. I don't know why we're sitting here acting like he's ever been of sound mind. Clearly, he's not. So, who cares what he would have done? Let's who cares right now what Bruce what Bruce says that's stupid and the same thing with what's the name with um what is his name Crane right yeah 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 Crane uh played by Mr. Gonna Get Fired because he's been acting out on set (laughs) yeah what was that I tried to look it up to see if he like was like that on what was that other show he was on? Mad Men. Mad Men. I was like, was he being well, a weirdo on Mad Men? I've never seen like Mad Men. Oh, Mad Men is a. It's I, a. It looked boring to me. Design, beautiful gowns. 
beautiful gown. Never seen it. Uh, but yeah, besides the set design, the costumes, it's just a bunch of like real sexist dudes doing what you expect them to do. Oh, you know, we cheat on our wives, we get drunk at work, we still keep falling up because we're white men. That's the show. Like you didn't miss anything unless yeah. I literally no, but I was just the I, I was just wondering if he was so like he that. Complete fucking shit weasel on that show. Like his character, like uh, you know, uh, like was a he was a he was a creep. He was a cheater. He uh, was petulant and entitled. His character was like always oh, just like oh why don't I get everything even though I have all the privileges Ugh, it's no fair people expect me to be good at my job like he was he was the whiniest little like bitch of a man that we've ever been cursed with and in particular like I guess one of the worst things this character did is uh he like slept with two of their neighbors one of the cases was consensual, the other one wasn't. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it was all, it was all very, very, um, his character was like one of those characters that, you know, people like love to hate, you know, like people like hate at Pete Campbell. Um, and the kind of thing with those kinds of like perpetually annoying characters is, I don't know, at least me, I always think in the back of my mind that there's a better than 50-50 chance the actor's just that bad. So hearing that Vincent Carthusier is a temperamental, whiny, entitled little shit, I was like, yeah, Pete Campbell tracks. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was mostly wondering about the actor, though. I was wondering if no, he... No, that's what I mean. Um, if he was like, like that on the set, like, of that show, if he was being creepy okay. to the cast. That's what I was getting. But I couldn't find well, anything. From what I hear, well, from what I, from what I could see, none of the allegations from him on, on this show were sexual in nature he was being a jerk like I think I saw something about like yeah I was just seeing it I was just seeing Um, like had he ever done that before and I found nothing about that I was just curious well Mad Men is is pre-me too like you know that show so I think that that kind of thing wouldn't have been out do you know what I mean like the like uh like the you know the Mad Men show kind of ended right before the whole me too thing out and can't happen and all the allegations were coming forward so I think because of the timing of when he was on the show. But I don't think this was, I don't think this was sexual allegations. Though. I think they, well, so. remember other kinds of allegations came out after Me Too as well. Like we, we heard about people that had anger issues and were inappropriate in other, in other ways too. Hmm. So I think it kind of opened the floodgates for a lot of different kinds of like allegations of people being inappropriate in the hmm. workplace and in, power, and in power positions and that kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. I think that if he'd been acting, I think that if Mad Men like had ended a few years later and he'd been acting that way, we would have heard about it. But I think that the reason we didn't hear about it wasn't necessarily because he didn't act that way there. Mm-hmm. It was because the show ended before people were talking about that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Lucky Duck, I think he got away with that. Um, and then also, you know, I think the different... Uh, environments have different levels of tolerance for different kinds of behavior and it really seems like titan runs a no bs kind of ship um, yeah. so i can imagine because you know it's not uncommon for actors to you know be rude and to you know curse the crew and to carry on like that kind of thing so i think maybe in certain sets that kind of behavior wouldn't have resulted in anything other than people being like oh act as a diva darling you know suck it up 
Um, but I think that because they're running a tighter ship here and maybe also because Warner Brothers has been going through it, through it uh, about you know not handling inappropriate behavior is why something actually happened here. Um, <laughs> I mean, I will say the show definitely didn't seem to have any issues beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I think we would have heard of it if they did. So Absolutely. obviously it's an energy that only he brought to the set. And clearly one they had like no tolerance for. Like yeah. I read an article, they even assigned him a babysitter on set. Yeah, and, and I did notice like, even though to me it seems pretty obvious, you know, they're pushing Red Hood as the big bad, but the secret is that it's going to be Scarecrow really. And I feel like the reason he's not in any promo is because of whatever the hell he was pulling on that set. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think that someone might wind up having their uh, role to do uh, <laughs> due to some uh, behaviors. Uh, so it'll be interesting seeing how things play out, but I've heard it's very definitive. He won't be back next season. Yeah. He signed a one-year contract anyway, but then also like Ryan was acting kind of weird um like kind of down and tweeting weird things and I think it's because of that guy I think he might have said something to him oh I think I think that's what that was about honestly I could see that yeah I'm glad I'm glad that they're like handling this like they're like all right you know we're gonna like him you up like while you're here you're gonna need to behave and then you're gonna need to go like I'm glad they're not just trying to you know like whatever this whole thing yeah because I wasn't buying I'm like I don't think he's sending these like uh toxic work environment type tweet stuff about the rest of the cast and then you see all these right and now we see pictures of him like smiling and getting along with them i'm like so it's not them it's someone else and i think it's obviously vincent so that's Mm -hmm. interesting yeah oh yeah (sighs) and i guess i guess we can go ahead and talk about scarecrow um yeah may as well (laughs) we'll flow this along as we talk that that seems to be working so far um what i'll say is uh i think that they were kind of dropping hints about what was really going on from the very start because like you know one of the first things like dick said when he was asking for the weed is like oh you're going with the stoner act now um and he didn't like really believe him when he he said oh it's you know it helps my mom slow down hold on one second i'm recording by the way Okay. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> sorry about that. That's fine. Um, but yeah, um, you know, he didn't really he didn't he didn't buy that that was just what it was on the surface. And it kind of feels like Crane was trying to drop drop him because, you know, we when we're trying to figure out sort of motives of everybody, um, like as far as uh what would be potentially motivating uh, Jason to be willing to sort of be involved in any of his schemes? Well, we see what's motivating him is drugs. We know Jason's on drugs now. Well, hmm. Like, I kind of wonder if he was sort of doing that to sort of drop a hint that the drug thing matters. I don't know. Um, I'm not so sure because the way it seems is that they've been working with him for years and that he always acts for weed. That's at least how Babs made it seem. So 
mean, I, I don't know, maybe. Let's go ahead and say I don't trust her ability to pay attention or notice what's going on either. Um, like, and, you know, also, like, don't fully trust that as a motivation for, like, a criminal to be consistently helpful with law enforcement no, either. because I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's helping them. Exactly. I don't think he's helping them. I think he's helping Jason. Right, right. And I and think like, it's weird that he was like, oh, it rang a bell to me, which Dick Grayson you are. No, you've just been talking to Jason. And he probably told yeah. you he's Nightwing too. Like, Oh yeah, we'll, for we'll sure see. he knows he's Nightwing. Yeah. Um, I think he definitely knows that he's Nightwing. Um, but also in general on the show, I feel like these characters do not put a drop of effort into any kind of secret identity. They be on the news unmasked. They didn't like so. well dick avoided that so he's the only one with the yeah. secret identity the rest of them though well yeah but i mean it wouldn't be too hard to make up two and two and make four if you ever see Corey somewhere it's not off it's not infrequent you see dick with her and dick is very nightwing shaped <laughs> yeah so i mean if you know who Corey is and then you see Corey with dick it shouldn't be hard to work out that he's nightwing no it shouldn't <laughs> but I but mean, I but I still like the Superman thing, and we and we pretend that people wouldn't figure that out. No, I, I just know. I just mean it in this way that I I think he knows not just his identity, but more about him. Yeah, you get what I'm saying because Jason is yeah. telling him everything he knows about Dick. Oh yeah, I could I could definitely see that, and I mean, it's <laughs> it's one of these things that's just so. Um, it's so funny to me like at the end when you know when they were talking when you know dick was talking to him about you know jason and like the daddy issues and that kind of thing and he was like ah oh, he might be looking for a new father huh? someone that uses the same weapons as the father like i get it i get it batman's weapon is fear oh now he needs a new fear daddy like i was just like lord have mercy <laughs> i thought the weapon weapons of the father thing was referring to the bomb well, and the bomb but i think it's kind of both things okay oh jeez whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm sorry kind of real hard in that scene i just gotta be honest it's kind of hard for me to super care about this plot a little bit i can't even know. <laughs> like i just i'd rather be watching Blackfire. so but fine you know i'll, I'll humor them with this <laughs> I mean, as far as like the as far as the 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 plot of it all all goes, I'm amused just to the extent that it kind of impacts the characters. Like it's like it's interesting to me, sort of watching the process of Dick figuring it out, watching the process of him clashing with other characters who seem to refuse to even acknowledge there's anything to figure out. Like, and just like, can we talk about how intellectually lazy it is? to just be like, okay, we can boil this person down to this trait and just, you know, kind of push it off and keep going. We don't need to keep thinking about it or wondering about it or anything. And it's just like, you know, life is complicated. People are complicated. And if anything, people should have been able to work out that Jason is not actually just as simple as being someone who's like overconfident and impulsive. Like that is a true thing about him. But also there are other things that are true about him. Well, um, they don't they don't care. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, um and I mean they can't even care enough to be able to effectively do their job. Like 
is like I'm not even saying like that you know it's a problem they don't care in the sense that like you know Jason's supposed to be like a family member they care about like that's true but like also like from a like logical like professional perspective you need to care about the psychological profile of the criminal that you're after (laughs) like you know what I mean well I mean see that's half the problem right so Dick cares because it's his brother, obviously, and he feels responsible, but also he cares that people are getting hurt. With Babs, I feel like she's less concerned with who's getting hurt than she is with distancing Gotham from vigilantes. And it's just like, I don't think that's what matters here when people are dropping dead left and right. If Bruce can actually help you sort out these clues, just ask for his help. Like, I get it. You're salty because your dad and like, I get it. But then at the same time, people are dying. So it's just like, hmm. right. And like, you took on the job of commissioner, supposedly because your job is to protect Gotham. That's not about your personal stuff with like vigilantes and Batman and daddy. It's not. That's supposed to be about Gotham, like Gotham citizens, like the ones that are, that are exploding. And like listen, I'm, I'm, I, I totally like when her rant, I totally get what she's saying about the way Bruce was raising them, about his reasons for wanting to do some of the things. But here's yeah. my thing. Even if you're helping me for the wrong reason, if the result is me stopping murders, I don't care why you helped. Just help right. me. I don't and care. Like, I, I don't give a yeah, shit why he like, did I'm it. I'm mad that like, he wanted to stop shooting this shit and start talking about the people whose bodies were turning up. Like, can we though? Like I, I I get I get her point in that sense because they were there to they were there to mourn Jason and he's already think but I think also right this is just Bruce's way of um coping is is yeah. to avoid it. And so people aren't giving him enough credit. I'm not even giving, I'm not even making excuses for Bruce because listen, he effed up. I'm just saying yeah. this is a, a type of grief, right? Where you, yeah, it's, a, it's, sure. a, it's avoidance. And I feel like that's what he's doing. But because they're so, um, they're so convinced he's a bad person, they don't think it's possible that his actions are brief. You know what I mean? Exactly. They exactly. Think he's just being an asshole. And I'm like, and I don't like, think that's and- it. And Babs almost made it there with figuring that out. Like, he was like, no, like, Dick, he's not acting uncharacteristic. He was exactly the same way after Alfred died and after my father died. Oh, my God, what do those events have in common, Darby? What do right. they have in common? Right. Like, like yeah. Alfred was his dad, basically. This is, he yeah. doesn't know how to grieve. And I'm not making yeah. excuses for him. He needs to go to therapy. Well, but but how do you? That is how he grieves. But, like, but here's my thing. Bruce, that is how the actions he carries out. My thing is like, okay, even knowing Bruce really needs to go to therapy and that's his problem, right? But if Bruce is not emotionally or whatever aware enough to know he needs to go to therapy and everyone around him is just like not bringing that up, why would he ever go to therapy? Like, no, really, why would he ever make that choice? I'm just trying to understand why he would actually do that on his own. And then also like, you know, the whole... In order to go to a therapist, he would have to reveal his secret identify, identity, other people's, you know, privileged information. What if they turned out to be a Harley Quinn or Crane? We've seen two different psychologists who turned out to be like villains. 
Like, so I can, in his position, I understand the hesitance to do that, even outside of the whole, like, being a macho, macho man that thinks he can just keep going. Even if he were to decide, okay, I feel like I need therapy. Who are you going to? And how are you sure that you're not going to be wanting up dealing with that kind of thing if you do? Um, and even if you decide you're willing to take the risk on revealing your own sort of secret identity to be able to have these conversations, do you want to reveal that of your kids too? But this is half of the issue too. Alfred shouldn't have allowed Bruce to go tour around the world as a young teen or whatever, learning martial arts. He should have been like, no, I'm your guardian. You're taking your ass to therapy. And that should have been how this played out. He should have been going when he, like as soon as his parents died, but that's not what happened. So this is like, now he's in adulthood. He went and learned Kung Fu instead of getting whatever. I mean, right. and so the best thing that, and because that's what kind of feels work for him, it makes sense that that's what he would do for someone else because he right. would consider that being doing something for someone, like something right. to help someone. He's like, well, fighting is how I dealt with my my issues, so that's how Dick should deal with his and Jason. But no, yeah. that was wrong. Right, but I mean, you know, it looks like the, for the first time ever is <laughs> when anyone's even suggesting that that was wrong in and of itself with right. that conversation like that conversation didn't look like when they've had a thousand times and Bruce just be like girl whatever it looks like mm-hmm. they never actually really came out and even said that no um, he didn't even know what to say he was just silent and then he was looking for recruitments and one that was confronting him down there he was basically just like I mean he's like you? I can't do this by myself right he was like he, will, you, will you stay that's his way of like begging but Dick was Dick was rightfully pissed you know what I mean yeah no like I I I understand where why Dick felt the way he did in that moment but I also understand what was going on with 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 Bruce yeah that like how he knows how to sort of reach out for a connection is to get an accomplice that's That's it that's it's literally just fighting is all he knows how to deal with every problem it's just okay let me look for another fight so, yeah <laughs> and that's what everyone in his life was because I mean you know if you look at Alfred he was assisting with all of this kind of thing in his in his way you know Lucius Fox assisting with this thing in his kind of way who in his personal life Catwoman who in his personal life isn't someone that is a part of his like crime fighting life I mean Superman they all are like there is there, he doesn't have anyone in his life he never has that was unrelated to being an accomplice in the fight against evil exactly so like why would he not look in the same way for you know you know what I mean like it makes logical I understand emotionally the problem with it but I also understand the logic of why he's doing it um and I totally get why you know (laughs) why why Dick is not emotionally in in a position to be able to sort that right now but Barbara hasn't been back girl and god knows how long I feel like she is in a better position to have been more sensible about what's actually going on there and what to say she's just too caught up in her own crap um and look everybody's got crap honey every everyone's got pain and to be super fair right so one it's not a kid's job to be their parents therapist um and uh, what Bruce did with Dex grief, grief was wrong and it did give it didn't mess him up in bed he yeah. worked through it through all his years and came to a point where he forgave Bruce 
And I mean, he's trying, so I can't even, I can't blame that even a slightly little bit for being pissed. No, you know? no, like, I think that like, that because of like the situation where like Bruce like is his dad and he did that right. to him and that happened with him, I totally mm-hmm. get where Doug's coming from. Yeah. Like with emotionally not being able to be the one to sort that, but I don't think Barbara actually had the same excuse. She's upset about her dad. And then I think she's also upset that Dick left Gotham and left her there. I'm, but then she that's kept... not as good as an excuse. No, I'm not saying it's a good excuse. I'm just saying um, yeah. I think that's what her issue is that she's upset I mean, about. I think she's things. got issues. I guess I just don't think they're justifiable. Like, and, I don't um, think they justify how much she's not helping the situation, as I guess what I'm trying to say. No, because no, we understand why Dick can't, you know, be the person to really fix this because it's something that's impacted him so so much and it's so raw and he's and you know this is his dad and his brother that's not the case with her and and she also wasn't brought in by him to do this or something like that in some misguided way she you know she made made the choice choice to be back that that was all her as a fan so you know i don't think she can kind of act like she has the same kind of emotional perspective on this that he does and use that as the excuse for not being helpful and just being in her own feelings you know what I mean no and the only way it makes sense is if you look at this in the way that if there was no Batman Mr. Freeze wouldn't have existed to kill her father and I don't buy that I think these these super villains would be here whether Bruce knew Kung Fu or not like it just doesn't matter I mean that's Um, okay we also have to remember, um, it wasn't Batman that caused his parents to get killed to make him Batman. Clearly, the crime pre-exists Batman, right? Like, yeah. they were just trying to get home from the movies, y'all. <laughs> they were just trying to get home from the movies, and a freaking crime family executed them in public. Like, so, you know, if it was the case that, that Gotham was just somehow, like, a normal town with normal amounts of crime or whatever until Batman came around, what did he go becoming Batman for? Um, he became Batman in a reaction to something happening. So her correlation and causation is backwards. And Mr. Freeze didn't come about because of Batman. Mr. Freeze came about because he was trying to save his wife with her stupid cold disorder. And, you know, he lost his marbles or whatever. That's totally un-Batman related. Like, there's nothing in the creation of Mr. Freeze, him going bad, any of that, that track, that tracks with Batman. Like, it's just, there's just no reason to blame him for that in any way, shape, or form. And if she's mm-hmm. essentially kind of doing what Lex Luthor was doing in Batman versus Superman, and really she's just, like, blaming him for being unable to save her father... Girl, shut up, okay? Oh, yeah, she said flat out that um, he dragged her father into it. He dragged Dick and Jason into it. He dragged Dick and Jason into it. Um, But not her dad. Her dad was a cop. He was in it. Yeah. Um, her, her dad her dad made the choice to be a cop and like when it. you know dick said when that dick when bruce said like you know we're in this war together they were in it together they both as grown men made the choice to be fighting this battle yeah. um and you can feel how you feel about like his phrasing or whatever but i but i i feel like commissioner gordon would have agreed with uh bruce's choice of language in that case and with the reasoning for why he did what he did like 
And if she doesn't, it feels to me, honestly, like she doesn't have that same real commitment to the safety of the citizens of Gotham that Bruce or her father had. Um, and that she's really taking this commissioner role out of her own personal, you know, issues with vigilantism, but not about caring about keeping the humans that live there alive. Yeah, I think it's more like she has a vision for Gotham um, and she doesn't care. She doesn't seem to understand that it's pretty unrealistic. And at the end of all of this, there's going to be another Robin and there's going to be Batman. Um, yeah. We know, we know, you and I know that. Yeah, so, yeah but, we know that. But even if, even if there wasn't, like to pretend that nobody else in that city would see what was happening and put on the cowl, come on, or put on some mm-hmm. cowl, you know what I mean? There might be a, a, a Batman, a butterfly, an eagle wings with somebody. Somebody would do it, you know what I mean? And even like, if you don't, like some would. someone's eventually going to get fed up and just go out there with a bat they don't even need a suit it's still vigilantism yeah. if you don't have a suit yeah. like I, I just i don't think yeah. she gets it that I mean, gotham is like a mess with, um with 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 hank and donnie right because uh those you know uh those you know pedo bears out there uh hurting people so they got on them streets and they were just football players but they had some muscles so they could do a little something like people are gonna respond to things happening you know if, yeah. And, you know, if there's something that they, you know, can try to do, people are going to try to do something. The idea that Gotham could be overrun by supervillains and none of its citizens would take it upon themselves to try to avenge any of their loved ones, try to protect any of their neighbors. Girl, who do you think people are? You think the only people who have any sense of caring about the safety of other people are people that become cops? That's what it seems like to me. <laughs> um, yeah, and, oh I don't know. God. And that, that brings me to another conversation we were having about vigilantism. And like, can we just be real? That's the American way, okay? This, it almost sometimes feel like it feels like you're watching or reading something foreign, like from like another country, a country where people don't have guns and castle doctrines and stand your ground laws, the way they go, oh my God, ooh, ooh, some they took it upon themselves to do something? Where do you think you are? Like, where do yeah, I mean, well, these characters think they are? I mean, we're not in one of those countries where, you know, the gun laws are so normal that cops don't even need guns. Right. You know what I mean? We're in, like, it is a war here. It is a war here. Our cops have, like, military artillery in this country. We have, like, robot dogs. We have cops with drones. We have cops with tanks. Like, when we had all this first pass last year, we had tanks rolling down the streets of, of Boston. Like, are, like really, though? <laughs> you know, I, it feels so out of context with, like, not just the world we live in presently, but just in general, the history and culture of this country for everybody to be so, like, a flutter like the wild west isn't like a, a part of isn't a major part of our whole mythology as a country do you know what i mean yeah like i feel like it's a very i mean and even the idea that like all of these vigilantes if the cops caught them they'd be like on trial somebody'd be locking them up somewhere how many times do you turn on the evening news and they're hailing a liquor store clerk as a hero because somebody tried to rob that thing and they shot two of them dead in the parking lot and wouldn't no jury convict? Of course, like you know what I mean. Like we don't live somewhere that has the kind of culture that's so against 
people sort of taking justice in their own hands that I could imagine in a version of America that's still culturally American, if we had costume heroes, there'd be people that people hated. Do you know what I mean? I mean, people that any jury would convict anywhere for what they do in the context. Just just imagine the amount of people who live in these places where like, there's all these gangs terrorizing them. How happy they'd be if somebody showed up with superpowers and just started beating the brakes off of these people so they could walk home safe at night. You think anyone's right. going to be mad at them? Right, nobody. Just, no. If they tried, imagine no. if they tried to lock up Batman in Gotham if that place was real. There would be protests. It would be like, I'm Spartacus. Everybody, mm-hmm. if you went out after eight, you wouldn't see nobody that's not wearing a bat costume. Everyone would show up to that trial like, um, Batman saved me, my mom, my sister, my dog. <laughs> like, they just have all these these citizens showing up. There would be Batman parades and protests. And showing up to, to, to tell them how, how much of a difference he's made in their personal life. It's ridiculous. And like, just, and it feels like this like weird sort of fundamental misunderstanding of American culture that people would react that way. Like, because I mean, you know, especially when you think about what's been kind of happening recently, like our, you know, rip rocking adventure on the stick. Yes, American patriots, this, like, you know, it's not. <laughs> Like the very idea that the usual idea in the streets, like the guy that said to Tim, who's like, you know, oh, I'm a big Batman fan. That I'm a big Batman fan. And he's like, oh, he's a he's a he's a creep in, in S and M gear. Yeah, that's totally, totally the reaction. Totally. This guy's well, better than mamas. And but babies, listen, no, no, no. Listen though, it is the reaction if you're a dirty cop though. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's the issue right there. Yeah. See, I think what Bab is going to find out this season is that she has a bunch of dirty cops on her force that she she wasn't paying attention to. More than I likely. really hope that. I kind of I kind of hope that what Bab's arc is going to be is that she's going to realize that these cops are dirty out here, and that's why we have vigilantes. Not because they just don't trust the cops to do their job because they just think they're cooler and that she decides f this i'm back at vigilante land it's oracle time that's what i hope happens but i mean if they're so lit why hasn't she found red hood yet i'm just trying to know listen i'm just trying to understand why was it thick and the titans running around searching for jason to find his detonator instead of these awesome cops like why were where were those detectives at i'm just i just wanted to explain to me like i'm five how they're better so show me i want to see the receipts is all because i mean what's what's up with all these these um what is it saran wrap bodies what's good with that since y'all are so good What's, why the why are there eight of them? What happened? Like, I need somebody to explain. Like, right. And and then hey, if if the cops really had it down like that, when Bruce interrupted their little dinner, like, so what's going on with that? She'd be able to say, actually, they got leads, they got suspects, they got interviews. So can we get back to doing what we were doing? No, how she couldn't say that. <laughs> So apparently, actually, y'all do need him to interrupt his grieving to get on this because the cops aren't finding him serial killing people, right? And while we're, while we're, while we're, before we finish and move on to someone else, I just want to bring up that whole 
this this annoyed me and I was like ooh, the season two vibes it gave me but it just gave me I was like here we go with that, that bullshit again the freaking bank thing right they go in there they thought it was parents she also thought it was the parents so how would the approach the cops have taken have resulted in a different way if they were also going to walk in there thinking these were parents well considering note that the titans found the kids and found the parents the cops did not so the answer is the cops have gone in there it would have gone the same except those off-site kids and parents would have been killed too because the cops weren't also looking for the kids you didn't see the titans and some cops finding these kids. So, mm-hmm. so they still wouldn't have gotten away with the money, uh, maybe after more of the shootout, um, but the kids would have been dead. That's the difference. And who cares about this money, this insured money? Who gives a shit? Right. And it's so, it's, it's such a dumb thing to, it's such a dumb thing to care about. And like, let's be real. Um, Dick could write a check, okay? If you guys really need some money. Here. Billionaire. Here, here's, here's the 20-whatever million back. Can we stop crying now? And then y'all can go look for the redhead. Because that's what you said you were going to do. But now he now he has a whole gang. So not only is it him, he has gangs now. Yeah, Are y'all doing it? over the whole criminal underworld. The whole criminal underworld. Like can y'all please show me... <laughs> what you're doing about that because it just doesn't seem like you're doing anything about it to me and, and then also you know red has murdered a bunch of people like he murdered all the crime family second in command and all that kind of a thing do the cops know there's been a lot of murder no do they know it's fascinating <laughs> do they know <laughs> do they even know someone else what? is taking over the criminal like, like when when Corey showed up and was like oh i need to see the the footage of the morgue and she was like i'm not in a given mood what the fuck like what what do you mean can we hang it up okay, can we stop you, now come I'm on like, are you about to tell us that you guys looked at the footage from the morgue so you guys are after who's resurrecting people and turning them into serial killers Be- because it didn't sound like she was saying i'm gonna go look at it it sounded like she was just like no there's nothing to look at like nobody cares that seems like she's no we're just not going to do like, anything does nobody <laughs> care this doesn't look as a like okay i feel like a lot of people are underreacting to this theater coming back from the dead as a crime lord serial killer they, they really are like underreacting. <laughs> they, they really are um so <laughs> i just want to know like how you're just going to be like Oh, you literally saw with your own eyes Jason is back from the dead and want to see the footage from the morgue? I'm not interested in that. <laughs> why not? <laughs> you know he didn't bring well, himself from the dead, girl. Why not? So, like, why aren't you aren't you, aren't you curious who's doing that? Like, don't you think they might be a problem? Don't you think they might be the reason he kills people now? Maybe. Hey. Like, I know, okay, I know we've established that you don't think there's anything to look into about him going after Joker because he's impulsive and stupid, so you don't care he's been doing crack. Okay, fine. <laughs> but can we say that now it's time to care now that we know he's back from the dead and he's killing people? Now it's time to kind of care what he's up to. <laughs> I mean, I'm really going to need to see the cops <laughs> doing something before. Like, I, Babs, I want to be like, I really, you know, I don't even want to just like, like, I want to be on her side a no, little bit. I want to like I, I do too, because I really like the performance. Like, yeah. I think this girl is doing a great job with this 
with this character and it's making me want to like her. Mm-hmm. But then it's, I'm also finding myself going, okay, girl, if you just investigate a little bit harder, investigate something other than your fee-fees about your ex-boyfriend and your daddy or whatever, investigate anything else other than that, anything at all. <laughs> then I can anything at all please <laughs> like do red hood it could be scarecrow it can be bodies please it can just be investigate you, can you want, but you gotta investigate something investigate one single thing please because i'm trying to <laughs> i just want the math to add up like, like she didn't like she didn't have like some additional cop looking for them damn kids you didn't think somebody might push a button for the kids to be dumb when you guys try to try to break in there? Isn't that the whole point of having hostages in such a way, right? Like, I don't know why she would she would assume anything other than when the cops went into the bank, they would kill the kids off site. Why wouldn't you assume that would be what would happen? It just annoyed me all that Dick was like, yeah, it was our mistake. And then he told me, well, he fucked up things. I'm like, not this nonsense, man. We didn't do anything. Relax. No. Um, like, y'all didn't F anything up because all the thing that was lost was money. But you saved the lives of the people that were blackmailed and their children. So actually, you didn't fuck anything up. Who cares about this money, bro? Those people and their kids are home. I don't care. No one cares. Yeah. Um. And like, and I really feel like it's hurting. Bar- it's it's hurting Barb's character that she's not seeming like she cares enough about these people, like these fear toxin people, these blackmail people, these people showing up in saran wrap. Like she really is not coming across to me like she's sufficiently concerned about that. And I feel like her reaction to all of this would play better if she was focused on it. She just you know was like, you know, I like this legal approach to it and think this vigilantism only creates more crap. But it seems like she's like, I think y'all vigilantes are the problem. I don't really care about all these bodies. The only thing that annoys me about these bodies is they brought the Titans. And ma'am. That, yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm like. Yeah, the math ain't math in here for me. No, um. like, and I, and as far as like, as far as any kind of feelings she has about, you know, uh, Dick and their relationship and their previous partnership, I mean, I feel like it's well established now that one of us like really care. Um, I also just don't feel like in the way that they wrote it, they did a very good job making any of that really sympathetic. No, and I'm sure what they're about to do is as she as they get friendlier, suddenly their partnership will work better and that's nonsense i don't really care if you like him or not this isn't about either one of those it's about these people who are dying i it shouldn't it shouldn't have to be oh now that i trust them and we're friends again or we're kissing now now we can work together and save gotham himself to stop the police from getting everybody in the town that's the reason they have a right you figured it out she was like well if i'm not giving her any d then all she does is cause problems and get people killed so i guess i gotta take the l for the team now that we we sip some wine together on the beach now i feel like i should save some like i I don't care about this i don't even (laughs) want to watch it it's annoying like i'm tired i'm I'm glad you can inspire you to do your job (laughs) i'm already over this is stupid yeah um oh god and like and it's also it's stupid because it's contradictory because they're trying to portray her as being all about that job all about the law all about that but without portraying her as being all about hoping people she's sworn to protect don't die or finding out what the hell happened to jason's body why does anyone need to ask you about that 
why aren't you looking at the footage already when I get here? <laughs> like, I'm trying to understand. Right. But okay. Um... I saw Jason. The next thing I'd want to do is be like, all right, chain of command between find the body and right, like body walking around. Like, why did why did Starfy have to come there and threaten to yoke you up? <laughs> I kind of wish she said no because I I just wanted one more line of her letting me know what she was threatening because she was clearly threatening her, but it had to be colorful. I wanted to know what it was. <laughs> she, <laughs> like, I'm not asking you. That's the classiest way I've seen someone threaten someone. <laughs> Strapped to a bomb. I'm not asking. <laughs> like, just, just do what she oh, says, God. man. I love how they had her react to that. <laughs> that, that she just like whoop, flip tracks. All right. right. She was just like, all right, that's fair enough. Let's go look at it. <laughs> because who wants to find out what's going to happen from the woman who shoots fire our hands? Not me. <laughs> want to know what she's going to do at all. <laughs> personally i'm the only one who must know what she's going to do and that's because she ain't within arm's reach of me yeah i don't i wouldn't want that smoke at all i think you're right oh no let's go look at the footage right now <laughs> oh my god it was right. such a it was it was literally just like it was such a it was such a mess and if and the i think the biggest thing that i kind of hope resolved with that character is that they at the very least if we have to go with this i'm all about the job trope make her all about the job like because it makes everything worse that she's so bad at her job that makes watching her be so judgmental of him a million percent worse because if you're not investigating any of this oh my god which reminds me i mean we should move on after this but when when dick was like he was trying to find out what was going on with jason and she was like i just told you what was going on was that he was being manipulated by bruce sis he was doing drugs on a chemistry book in my room like why doesn't anyone care but me you're like why didn't she care she was like insisting that he was wrong about that i'm like but walk it up right why and then also like okay so you honey you care so much about him when bruce isn't paying attention but you didn't notice he was on drugs either you didn't notice either so so if you were like oh, what's all man, this not paying him enough attention well big sis maybe you should come visit because like, now you're you're one of his adult siblings you're not a kid here you know so like you're also partially responsible for this Jason thing. You realize that, right, girl? Like, just like dickheads, like all the adults in this situation have some degree of culpability for what's going on with these kids here. Mm-hmm. And you're one of these adults with some culpability for what's going on with these kids here, Barbara. Yeah, like everyone, you're the one in the same town as Jason. So everyone who knew him and did nothing, like they all got like they all got some blame to take here. But we can talk about now I think because we'll probably rant yeah. about how bad she is at her job so far forever if we don't stop we now. could she was incredibly bad at her job but we'll talk about Dick who was good at his job and I will disagree like I've already disagreed that he screwed up the bank he didn't screw up the bank he got everybody out alive that was a success half the money so you know he didn't screw up with Hank he figured everything out he figured it out in time had everybody doing the right thing that bitch killed her boyfriend <laughs> I can't. Um, I mean, she did not kill him. Like, 
It's just sad that I guess what annoys me about this still is that you know there's this whole family thing, right? And yeah, they come they come to Gotham and Don's all, you know, we're we're your family. We're going to let you handle this alone. And you're thinking, okay, you know, over these past three months, obviously him and Hank get along. They trust each other now. Da, 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 da. I'm witnessing Corey, Connor, and Gar completely have 100% faith in him. And then immediately, Hank and Don are both like undermining everything he says. Yes. It's it's like, are y'all dead ass? Like, we're, we're jumping right back into this? It's so ridiculous. And like, okay. <laughs> At the very minimum, if you can't just do what he say when he's sick because he's a leader, okay, could you say to him, hey, so you said to do this, I think we ought to do that. I think we should have a conversation about it and not just secretly behind him and everyone else's back, but do whatever you're going to do. Let's not do that. Hank Bulldoze said what he thinks about Jason and how they need to kill him, stormed out the room and... You know, Don and he didn't even prepare to kill Jason. No, he didn't. Okay, because he didn't even have any weapons to take off when he made him get naked and get in the pool. No, he had nothing. He went there. He thought he was just going to beat the hell out of him. I don't know. Right, even though um, he knows he's been shooting people. We're aware yeah. that Jason now runs around with a gun. So, okay, hey. Shooting in you think you can take him as a fight, like, what if he yeah. just decided to shoot you in your face? Which is yeah. the thing he does now. Yeah, like that's what you what got there and he shot you in your face. I was like, dude, what if he like what if as soon as he opened this door to Rick to blow, like there was just so many things where it could have been like you could have just been dead right now. Yeah. And it was completely He couldn't even ridiculous. see him. He couldn't even see him. He got to that building, he's on the phone, and he has no idea where he is and he's telling him the trick. I'd be like, How about you come out the shadows? Who am I to, why right. am I talking to you on the phone? Where are Honestly. you? Like that's that's problem number one, <laughs> right? And he's just going along. Yeah, take all his clothes off, get in the murky algae, bacterial water. Right. And then also, can we point out, like Hank was going to die regardless, because even if we got the bomb out, well, we know that he had an open wound that would have been definitely infected because he made sure he got infected water before he stabbed it. So he would have just died of a systemic infection if they'd managed to get the bomb out anyway. <laughs> but I mean, I guess um, they didn't add up two and two and make four out of that whole thing with the water, right? I don't even I don't even know about I'm just I'm just trying to understand like why he wouldn't tell the team and why he didn't trust Dick and why they why he didn't even give they had one conversation before Hank decided um, Dick doesn't know what he's doing. He's just going to do whatever. And it's just like, why can't y'all have a full conversation before you're you're doing all of this? Right. And then you're deciding... That Dick said that indicated that he was going to prioritize saving Jason over saving Hank. He said... Like, no, but, but that's before Hank needed saving is what I'm saying. There was nothing Dick oh, right, said. Right, right, right. Yeah, there, yeah, there was nothing Dick said that was sounding like he planned on letting Jason off the hook. So no. the reaction was just wild. Like, yeah, I don't, that, I mean, I don't even like, get it. Real, like what, obviously what Dick intended to do and every indication that he gave was to stop Jason because he was hurting people. Like, 
the only thing to whatever extent they're disagreeing is Hank thinks we should stop him by murdering. Right. Uh, Dick thinks we should stop him by capturing him. Right. But either way, the goal is to to find, to, to find him so y'all are both trying to find him why not try to find him together as a team like why do you feel the need to be like oh i'm gonna go off and murder him and then what were you gonna do you were gonna come home and be like hey dick i know we're supposedly friends and family but i went and i killed your brother um and i killed him even though he called me crying on the phone and i really believed he was having an emotional breakdown i went then i murdered him in the middle of his emotional breakdown yeah. That's what we were. That's what you were doing here. Wow, wow. And like, and we, the viewers know that he was having a real emotional breakdown. Like we saw, he really was in this place. Like all stuff knocked over. He's confused, and we saw his face. There were real tears. He was having an actual breakdown. He just bossed up once he realized that Hank was gonna kill his ass. See, I thought he was faking, and I still think he's faking. But I mean, either way, it's just faking. like... Well, I don't think he was faking because there were actual tears and like his eyes are like he'd been really crying. Because remember, we got to see his face up close. So I don't think he was, I don't think he was faking. I just, well, because you also have to remember, he's taking like anti-fear toxin. I have to imagine it probably swings back pretty hard when he's between doses. Well, I mean, if they wanted me, they wanted to make that clear, then they should have showed him crying and then taking it and stop crying it. Because as far as I understand it from what I'm seeing, most people, they're seeing it as Jason tricked his ass. Okay. I mean, I guess that's a, I'll go with that's a valid interpretation. But to me, it didn't seem like he was tricking him. It seems like he was actually in crisis and he just pulled himself together once it became apparent that Hank wasn't actually trying to help. Um, he, that was his last little reach out and Hank uh, basically tossed it. I felt, the reason I feel like he was tricking him is because he knew exactly which people to call to get to branch off from that team. And he knew, yeah. he knew one of the birds would be that person. Because easily, why would, why would he pick Hank and not, I don't know, Gar? Corey well, even like it was just I was just like Hank well, does he really he think had, Hank cares he thinks Hank gives a shit about him like well remember he had a bonding moment with Jason before what bonding moment in the sewer or something was, was that am I imagining that I don't think like, they ever talked to have a bonding moment Okay. That like never that. that like never happened. They never had a bonding moment. Okay, just kidding. Yeah, it it never <laughs> happened. We 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 were only thinking he cared about Jason because of he tr he said it when Jason was kidnapped. Jason has never heard him or anything. Like he has no knowledge that Hank gives a shit about him at all. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. No hey, knowledge. I'm giving you stuff you didn't earn show. <laughs> Apparently, I confabulated a whole ass scene. But it's fair for you to do that because of how, like, Hank was acting with Rose. You, you, we would have, we all thought probably that once they got Jason back, him and Hank were going to be besties because he was willing to choke Rose up for him. And he had the whole speech about how he understands how it feels to be alone. Blah, blah, blah. And I remember I was being pessimistic about it. I was like, yeah. he doesn't care about Jason. This is all selfish. He's just relating this back to his trauma. And that's the only reason he cares. And other people were like, no, Bell, he cares. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, he don't care. He don't give a shit. And I'm right. He doesn't give a shit because here's, right. here's Jason calling him 
he's alone and he's crying and he's like, yeah, let's just meet up me and you to kill him. He never gave a shit about Jason. No, never, he didn't. Never gave a shit. I feel like so, Hank deserved that because like, honestly, uh, yeah. like, cause you know, cause you know, obviously Angelique was fooled if she believed Jason if it turned out he was faking. But even if he like wasn't faking, it is objectively true that psychologically something is going on with Jason that's abnormal since his death. And that he's doing uncharacteristic things that are yeah. outside of his character and he's not really in control and he's on drugs. That is like an objectively true thing. No, no, it is even true. If he didn't, even if he didn't recognize that about himself and it wasn't him like honestly reaching out, it's still actually true. It's still true that he's not, this is not normal. So I don't see what killing him is supposed to do, especially if you go, you kill him and then you never find out who the, the puppet master is. Was he gonna do this with someone else? Like, or what if he? Or what if you kill him and he does this thing again? Because we know that wherever the puppet master is can bring him back from the freaking dead, evil and crazy. So, and what if he just does moves on, does this and kills another titan, brings them back? Like, what is the what? point of kill, killing him, knowing there's something larger happening? But then again, yeah. they're not listening to Dick because Dick is like he's using. I found this lab, and no one cares. Yeah. You know, no one's listening. Well, also, well, I won't say no one cares. Gar, Gar Connor and Corey care what they yeah, says. Yeah, they definitely but care. The they're trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. the others don't like, care. You know, we saw them with the chess game. Like, they're definitely trying to actually solve the clues and figure out what's going on. Exactly. Um, but, you know, and then even the fact that, like, we know that there is some third party here that is capable of bringing people back from the dead as superpowered serial killers which is like a tiny problem. And the only person who we know for sure has had some interaction with him is Jason. So maybe we don't want our only lead dead. Right? Because yeah. Jason will be the only lead on whoever The only it. lead. The only lead. Because uh, like, even if the whole drug thing is just Crane, Crane didn't bring him back from the dead. So we've got another player other than Crane here, even if we managed to figure that bit out. You know what I mean? We've got a completely unknown player here. And presumably some sort of unknown player with some sort of interest in the criminal underworld. Because since when has Jason wanted to be king of the criminal underworld? Like, Well, um, see, that's what episode five is probably going to explain is exactly how all of this happened and what his motives are. Because like I said before, his motives being the Titans bullied me that one time doesn't make sense why would that make him want to kidnap parents and kill their children that doesn't make sense that's not what's happening here. um so yeah so you've clearly got quite a bit of stuff going on that not enough people are concerned with and i don't find this person is annoying to be the best reason in the world to be unconcerned with these things like yeah. nobody's saying like even dick is not saying you should care because you should love jason which you should because he's family <laughs> but he's not even saying that right. you should care because he's a lead in a case attached to at least a dozen murders that's the reason you should care you guys and, and dino's even saying that she's like you know dick doesn't want to kill jason and hank's like why because he's his brother well he's not mine that's like but y'all are family, so shouldn't you right, care what, about shouldn't, you, shouldn't shouldn't you care about killing your your your, your, your brother's little brother? Like, why do you want him dead? Like, relax. He, are we like as heroes supposed to be putting people in prison? Right, Didn't the, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
didn't they make this argument last season that dick was wrong for wanting to like kill slate or whatever wasn't that yes. a whole thing did i imagine yes. that they were like oh you go you too fell or you too you too fell or you got a gun now oh my god <laughs> he, oh, freaking out. He, dick, dick has hands. a gun dick is trying to kill people <laughs> so what's going on what's what's all this i'm, I'm trying to understand what's this now What's this is that they're trying to kill me and I didn't do anything to them. So what is their motive? Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so contrary. And I'm at least glad that I'm at least glad that Connor and Corey and Gar are <laughs> have their heads in the game. Okay. Yeah. And they're aware that there's actually something to figure out, something to be doing, something to be focusing on. Like and not like, I don't know, making frittatas and talking shit or like whatever nothing that they want to do when they're not trying to like kill people. I, <laughs> I still can't believe that it was really about this dude, Dick's brother, point blank distance in front of him. <laughs> I guess we can talk about Don. Can I, can that. I, cause can, can I just yeah. say, here's my thing with Don, right? I, um, you already know how I feel about hanging on, especially Dawn. But this week, I've been spending a lot of time actually defending her. And the reason I've been defending her is because I feel like some people aren't being 100% fair with how they're talking about this, specifically like Jason fans. So they're trying to take all the blame off of Jason and push it on. It's It's totally Bruce's fault. It's totally... Dick's fault. It's totally Dawn's fault that um, Hank's dead. It's totally Hank's. I'm just like, eh. There's multiple players, right? Yeah. So, so my thing is I don't really, it's hard because I don't blame Dawn's reaction in a way, like I kind of see where she was coming from and that she was scared and um she just wasn't like she wasn't thinking she was being dumb because she was panicking well, the reason i feel like he was tricking him is because he knew exactly which people to call to get to branch off from that team and he knew yeah he knew one of the birds would be that person because easily why would why would he pick hank and not, I don't know, Gar, Corey, well, even. Like, it was just, I was just like, Hank. Well, does he really he think had, Hank cares? He thinks Hank gives a shit about him? Like, well, remember he had a bonding moment with Jason before. What bonding moment? In the sewer or something? Was, was that, am I imagining that? I don't think I they think. ever talked to have a bonding moment. Okay. That like never that. that like never happened. They never had a bonding moment. Okay, just kidding. Yeah, it, it never happened. We 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 were only thinking he cared about Jason because of he he said it when Jason was kidnapped. Jason has oh. never heard him or anything. Like he has no knowledge that Hank gives a shit about him at all. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. No hey, knowledge. I was giving you stuff you didn't earn show. <laughs> Apparently, I confabulated a whole ass scene. But it's fair for you to do that because of how like Hank was acting with Rose. You, you, we would have, 
we all thought probably that once they got Jason back, him and Hank were going to be besties because he was willing to choke Rose out for him. And he had the whole speech about how he understands how it feels to be alone. Da, da, da. And I remember I was being pessimistic about it. I was like, he doesn't care about Jason. This is all selfish. He's just relating this back to his trauma. And that's the only reason he cares. And other people were like, no, Bell, he cares. Da, 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 da. And I was like, he don't care. He don't give a shit. And I'm right. He doesn't give a shit because You're here's right. please, here's Jason calling him. He's alone and he's crying and he's like, "Yeah, let's just meet up, me and you, to kill him." He never gave a shit about Jason. No, never, he didn't. Never and that's gave why a I feel like so, I deserve that because, like, honestly, uh, yeah. like, because you know, because you know, obviously, Angelique was foolish. She believed Jason. If it turned out he was faking, but even if he like wasn't faking it is objectively true that psychologically something is going on with jason that's abnormal since his death and that he's doing uncharacteristic things that are outside of his character and he's not really in control and he's on drugs that is like an objectively true thing no no it is true even if he didn't recognize that about himself and it wasn't him like honestly reaching out it's actually true it's still true that he's not this is not normal so I don't see what killing him is supposed to do, especially if you go, you kill him, and then you never find out who the, the puppet master is. Is he going to do this with someone else? Like, or, what if he, or what if you kill him and he does this thing again? Because we know that wherever the puppet master is can bring him back from the freaking dead, evil and crazy. So, And what if he just does, moves on, does this, and kills another Titan, brings him back? Like... What is the point of kill, killing him knowing there's something larger happening? But then again, yeah. they're not listening to Dick because Dick is like, he's using, I found this lab and no one cares. Yeah. You know, no one's listening. Well, also, well, I won't say no one cares. Gar, Gar Con and Corey care what Dick yeah, says. Yeah, they definitely care. The they're trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. the others don't like, care. You know, we saw them with the chess game. Like They're definitely trying to actually solve the clues and figure out what's going on. Exactly. Um, but, you know, and then even the fact that, like, we know that there is some third party here that is capable of bringing people back from the dead as superpower serial killers, which is like a tiny problem. And the only person who we know for sure has had some interaction with them is Jason. So maybe we don't want our only lead dead. Right? Because yeah. this will be the only lead on whoever The only lead. The only lead. Because, uh, like, even if the whole drug thing is just Crane, Crane didn't bring him back from the dead, so we've got another player other than Crane here, even if we managed to figure that bit out. You know what I mean? We've got a completely unknown player here, and presumably some sort of unknown player with some sort of interest in the criminal underworld, because since when is Jason wanted to be king of the criminal underworld? Like, Well, I'm... Sorry. See, that's what episode five is probably going to explain, is exactly how all of this happened. And what his motives are. Because, like I said before, his motives being, the Titans bullied me that one time, doesn't make sense. Why would that make him want to kidnap parents and kill their children? That doesn't make sense. That's not what's happening. Um, So, yeah. So, you've clearly got quite a bit of stuff going on that not enough people are concerned with. And I don't find this person is annoying to be the best reason in the world to be unconcerned with these things. Like, nobody is saying, like, even Dick is not saying you should care because you should love Jason, which you should because he's family, (laughs) but he's not even saying that you should care because he's a lead in a case attached to 
at least a dozen murders. That's the reason you should care, you guys. And, and Dino's even saying to him, she's like, you know, Dick doesn't want to kill Jason. And Hank's like, why? Because he's his brother. Well, he's not mine. That's like, but y'all are family. So shouldn't you right, care what, about, what shouldn't, you, shouldn't, shouldn't you care about killing your, 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 your brother's little brother? Like, why do you want him dead? Like, relax. He, are we like, as heroes, supposed to be putting people in prison? Right, the, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Didn't they make this argument last season that Dick was wrong for wanting to like kill Slate or whatever? Wasn't that yes. a whole thing? Did I imagine yes. that they were like, "Oh, you go, you too fell, you too, you too fell, you got a gun now." Oh my god, he Dick has a gun. Dick is trying to kill people. So what's going on? What's what's all this? I'm trying to understand. What's this now? What's this is that they're trying to kill me and I didn't do anything to them. So what is their motive? Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so contrary. And I'm at least glad that I'm at least glad that Connor and Corey and Gar are <laughs> have their heads in the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're aware that there's actually something to figure out, something to be doing, something to be focusing on. Like and not like I don't know making frittatas and talking shit or like whatever nothing that they want to do when they're not trying to like kill people I I still can't believe that it was really about this dude Dick's brother point blank distance in front of him I guess we can talk about Don can I can I because can can I just say here's my thing with Don right I um you already know how I feel about Hank and Dawn, especially Dawn. But this week, I've been spending a lot of time actually defending her. And the reason I've been defending her is because I feel like some people aren't being 100% fair with how they're talking about this, specifically like Jason fans. So they're trying to take all the blame off of Jason and push it on. It's It's totally Bruce's fault. It's totally... Dick's fault. It's totally Don's fault that um, Hank's dead. It's totally Hank's. I'm just like, eh. yeah, no. I, it's there's, 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 who put a bomb in him. there's multiple players, right? Yeah. So, so my thing is, I don't really. It's hard because I don't blame Don's reaction in a way. Like, I kind of see where she was coming from and that she was scared and um she just wasn't like she wasn't thinking she was being dumb because she was panicking so I I I get that but the problem is um if if they just no the the no and you know I don't like her so this is a big deal that I'm even doing all of this my my the the my my thing was all she had to do because I really do empathize with her for you accidentally killed the love of your life that's that's horrible that's horrifying yeah so it's just like I'm coming from it from there where I just feel really bad for her now even though I, she's partly to blame with this whole thing because all she had to do was trust it and it's not just about this instance you know what I mean it was yeah it's always it's always and they just I feel like she hasn't learned from that like Corey said she didn't learn she didn't grow either like they just they still (laughs) they still haven't learned that you know 
just trust him. He knows what the hell he's doing. And he yeah. had he had the best plan. The best plan is to find Jason, make this detonator, because you can't trust Jason will follow through with his part of the bargain. There was no, no. there was no way of possibly knowing Jason wouldn't still blow Hank up, even if they did exactly no. what he, there was no way of knowing. He's because, crazy. Because you have to point out not only is he crazy, but he has no reason to care about this money. Which he, means that doesn't give him enough reason to follow through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so he it was just like he doesn't give a shit about. It's like, just like be be um I can't even think of the word I'm thinking of. Because like even when Dick says, like, you know I could just wire you the money. So this isn't about it's, the money. Exactly. Like, it's not. So if you know that he doesn't really want the money, why do you think he's gonna care so much about getting it that he's gonna save Hank? You know what I mean? Like if you know like, that he doesn't kind of care about that, then why would you assume that would motivate him to not do this crappy thing he's doing? Like, that's that. I'm pretty sure that's the reason Dick didn't believe that, like, doing that would result in saving, saving Hank. Because as soon as Dick worked out that he doesn't actually care about this, then there's no point in even wasting the time on that side plot of even no. going to go do this thing. There's no point because that's not going to solve the problem. He's still going to blow up. Yeah. And it's like she just wasn't trying to see reason that Jason is not going to do what you want. No, because there's no reason for him to. Like, there's, there's no not, reason to imagine it would. He has nothing to gain from from getting this money. He doesn't need it. And then he has nothing to gain from letting you shoot him in the face, Don. Like, that's obviously no. not going to save Hank. No. But she wasn't being... um she was panicking she was being and she wasn't trusting her the leader of the group yeah. and that's half the issue they don't they don't they think they're as good as they think they're better than dick they're well, smarter than him anyone, and also she didn't trust connor to get it done in time which connor no. didn't manage to get it done in time they don't so had they she don't not told it though she's actually would have done it yeah they she don't didn't trust connor she didn't trust dick they don't trust him and how many times is not trusting him leading to someone dying how many times do they need to learn that lesson that it's like first okay and if you don't think he's good enough to trust then don't be on his team right, right. Don't, be, don't be on his team because now you're, you're messing up the, the dynamic yeah, now you're a liability because you're because you're impacting his plans with your yeah. being involved in them but not following them. you're gonna you're gonna undermine it and go against anything they're doing if you don't trust the leader and it's, yeah. it's just like this that's not how a team works like it's never gonna work with them there because they don't trust him no and so and it's so frustrating <laughs> watching them sort of i mean i am glad this is coming to a very definitive uh, conclusion because it's frustrating watching them keep kind of making the mistake of not trusting his guidance and the thing is like He's willing to take on the weight of the responsibility for, you know, being responsible for the outcome. Uh, if y'all were willing to give him that weight, can you also give him the authority that comes with it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because y'all are willing to give him all the blame and take none of it and put the responsibility on him, but you won't also give him the authority of actually being in charge. Yeah. And this he's and like you said, he's not even like an authorian. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Probably not even pronouncing that right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, 
with his leadership. He's like, he ta- he's taking, he listens to everyone when they speak all the time. So it's not yeah. like he's just being a jerk, but it's like, he knows. It's like if Don had asked him, why are we not robbing this place? And he told her and she was like, because and she doesn't care about the money. Yeah, she, she told him. Um, I mean, he told her what the, the yeah. issue was. And it's like, she was just so insistent that he was wrong about that, that if, that he cared more about the Titans reputation than Hank. And it's like, where are you getting that from? That's not the problem here. No. And then as much as we've seen Dick do, like with the things we've seen Dick do, if Dick thought that that would save his brother, he would rob every bank in Gotham. Are you serious? Do you know what I mean? Like we know that Dick does try to stay within the law, but if he was that committed to law, he'd still be a cop and not a vigilante. Dick will go do something illegal if he feels it's necessary. You see what he did to those cops at the airport? Like, it's not like Dick is somebody who's obsessed with following the rules or the laws or something because he cares about their reputation. If he cares so much about his reputation, he wouldn't put himself in jail being a shit out of cops in public. You know what I mean? Like, it's not an established character trait that Dick has that he has a problem with putting him was putting people in danger because he cares about following the rep- following the rules because of his reputation as a hero. He does no, that. Like, no, he doesn't. Dick, um, Dick, Dick ruins his own reputation all the time. Look what he was doing in Detroit. Okay, look, he was he was willing to to let Robin look whole crazy by beating the brakes off of people in Detroit. He doesn't care. So it's just yeah, like, like Robin's um, a psychopath. That was but, the first thing we heard about his character. And, and on top of that, on top of that, Dick really, really cares about Hank. He really does. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's he wasn't willing, he's never been willing to let Hank get hurt. He's never he's never tried to have that. So it's just like I don't and really even know. When we first, um when we first meet the birds when they are going on that stupid, like, you know, uh would have been failed mission where Hank would have lost his dick, like they were doing an illegal thing. They were going to rob people, but because they were going to die, Dick went to go help them. Yeah, he's he's always trying to save his life and this this whole episode he was running around crazy trying to save hank's life so i don't even whatever it's just it's just annoying because it's just like they came and even in these just the the two episodes they were in they kind of just jacked up the whole functioning group Mm -hmm. that we saw where you know they talked to each other listen to each other's opinions, come up with a plan, execute the plan. There's no distrust. Right. Like no, no accusations. Plan. Right. No, no accusations of, oh, you don't care about one of there was none of that happening before they showed up from Washington. I don't no. why they bring that energy with them is what I'm trying to understand. Right. Why y'all why y'all bring that here like for, for what reason? Um I am so glad that their whole thing is over. Like I'm so glad he's gone and she's about to be gone too. Uh we don't know. I mean, we think we think she's probably gonna get herself dead. If she doesn't get herself dead, she's probably gonna go find a farm somewhere in his memory or something. Girl, I don't care what she says. And you know, um, it's like even as much as I didn't like them, I didn't te- I didn't really want them to die. I didn't want them to retire. Because this is just not like this yeah. isn't for them. I don't think no. I don't think she should be a vigilante. I really don't. No. Um, I don't I don't think so either. Well, you see she clearly she doesn't have the emotional temperament. Cause um, I mean when when stuff got pressed, uh we, we got the emotion, we got the panic, we're all over the place, we're making dumb decisions, we're hiding things, we're lying, we're doing stuff. 
clearly, you know, when things get difficult, she doesn't have the temperament to be able to do this. And you have to uh, you have to recognize that like obviously Jason's goal isn't just oh I'll just make the Titans look bad that's all I want right. he wants them to look bad for a reason and that reason is that if the if you know they're in trouble with the police police are focused on them and they can't help anyone Jason is free to terrorize the entire city and yeah. that forever so getting them out the way is the issue not right. to get rid of the heroes right not not upholding the reputation don but giving jason what he wants so he can terrorize the city that's the yeah. problem that's what dick's trying and to avoid her. focus on the city like no. and there's been an issue with every one of these characters that are supposed to be heroic that can't manage to care about other people no no like, you can't do this if you can't care about other people. And even Bruce realized he got to a point where his issues were getting in the way of his ability to have sufficient compassion to get his job done correctly. Like, you know. And you know what? I'll give Bruce this. As soon as that was finally pointed out to him in season two, he started acting right with, with Dick, you know what I mean? And then when Babs called his ass out, Guess what? That it resulted in him quitting at the end of the episode. He was like, "You're right," and he quit. So I'll give yeah, and, I'll give and, him and, his and, points <laughs> that when you point shit out to him, he does he listen. Right on it. And like you know, yeah. she said that what he was doing was perpetuating this back and forth with the Joker. And he said, "Okay, if I'm leaving, I'm not leaving them with the problem of the Joker." No. And so, you know, yeah, I will say because because Bab said you know the the investigation. The police is handling it. The Joker is his problem. He took care of the Joker. And then he left. Yeah. So, oh, so, wow. so, you know, he at least has the ability to kind of process mm-hmm. information and, like, alter his behavior, like, take in some input. Like, and I'm not letting him know. off the hook because, obviously, you know, Bruce no. made a lot well, of mistakes. He, but, hey, whatever. He. I mean... Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. What really shows your character is in your ability to course correct and your ability to try to make amends and to try to hear people and change your actions. I at least he admits really it, though. He he yeah. he at least admits because the thing was, remember last season when Dick went to talk to him, um, and a lot of people were wrong about this too. Which now we see, which is funny that they were so wrong. So when Dick went to talk to him and he was like, you know, I blamed you for all of these things that I shouldn't have blamed you for. Bruce was basically like, okay, I didn't know that's why you even left because you didn't say anything. You just left. Um, so Dick never brought this up to him. He just, he just got mad and left. So it's not something he was really aware of. And he's like, okay, well, now that I'm aware, maybe I shouldn't be the one training Jason anymore. And then he sent Jason away. So it's like he he's he does he does try. I gotta give him props for it. He does at least try when you when you point it out to him directly. He yeah. does, does listen. So there's at least there's that. I'll give him well, I mean, I think that's the point um, for I think that's the point for your character, having yeah. the ability to have like the humility to admit that you're not always right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't mean he didn't obviously make these mistakes to begin with, but the difference between a mistake and a choice is when you know better, you do better. If it was a mistake, 
it's the choice if you keep doing the same thing when you know better. Um, and you can see that with a lot of the ways that he's like handled, you know, um, being a parent, we can see there were mistakes there and not just choices because when it's pointed out to him and when he understands, he makes different decisions. Um, so, you know, if he really didn't care about the consequences of these things and was just doing what he was doing, then you know how it is with pointing it out to somebody who doesn't give a flying fuck. Like, they're just gonna be like, whatever, shut down, gaslight, I'm gonna keep going and doing me and you can just keep being wrong. Given that's not his reaction, that means that clearly it is actually true that he's unaware of and has some like emotional like blind sides. And yeah, and- I feel like it doesn't have to be the case that somebody intends to hurt you that you're hurt, like you're just as hurt. Like if I drive over your foot on accident, on purpose, because I'm mad at you because you slept with my boyfriend or because I was on my phone, it's still your foot just as broke. Like none of my stories about this do anything to your foot. Like I don't feel like it has any, I don't think it's taking away from the impact of what he's he's done to comment on to what extent, you know, it's out of malice or out of ignorance. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like he, Bruce did some wrong things with good intentions is basically what this boils down to. And it's like, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a complicated thing, you know? Yeah, it is complicated. And I feel like this show, like one of the things that it's sort of doing thematically is that, um, it's really talking about, um, especially like this season, um, but in general, the complexities of family relationships mm-hmm. and the relationships between these characters in a lot of ways are like sort of more extreme and fantastical versions of dynamics you see in real life relationships with people. And it's definitely mm-hmm. a thing that we know that, you know, parents do, uh, in particular, when we're talking about Bruce, the kind of father that's very involved in work, we've seen it be a thing that, you know, sometimes they might neglect their kids. Sometimes they might try to compensate by getting their kids involved in their work, you know, in order to not have there be so much time and they're away from them. Sometimes they might not know how to communicate except in in terms of work, you know. Sometimes they might because they don't have enough sort of like adults uh, in their life to take on some of their emotional stuff, wind up sort of like inappropriately all real sort of like parent-child dynamics you see in the world it just plays out in a more extreme way when the consequences are life and death because of the genre yeah um and I, I think we can probably move on to Corey now but I do want to I do want to say no I'm not dismissing what you're saying because no, I'm I, laughing because I was just thinking about that. yeah I think like Corey was correct in how she she clocked Jason and that she does, you know, she does get why he did the things he does, but he still didn't learn and grow. And that's on him to yeah. just decide you're, you're never going to learn from any, mis- any of your mistakes. That's a character flaw. That yeah. isn't, that's entirely his fault. No one was ever going to be able to help him with that. Exactly. It's, it's like, you have to, take responsibility for yourself and your actions. And Jason is never 
willing to do that and that's the problem it's like Mm -hmm. things things that happen to him are, are unfair things the way some people treat him is unfair but the way he he reacts to things and the way he just decides nothing is ever his fault it's too much yeah. like it's it not enough, enough like at some point it's like okay but should but should you around Jason help him do that right it's like it's like it's like yeah your dad shouldn't be neglecting you but when you're when you call your father and he says stand down here's the reason wait till I get home and you decide to go out there on your own that is entirely on you you got to take responsibility for that because why didn't you learn your lesson from getting thrown off a building how is that possible how's that possible how do you not learn your lesson from that what 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 worse outcome could there be than being thrown off a building? Like, how do you go? How does it not click to you? Like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't ever go somewhere outgunned, out man, no backup ever again. Right. Exactly. Maybe maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. How do you? How did that not click? That's Jason's fault. Sorry, all the way his it fault. Is. Corey's right. It's his bad. So I I kind of I think it would have been interesting to see a conversation maybe it'll happen of what Corey thinks of like all this stuff what she thinks of Bruce and I mean I've I think yeah. that given what I've seen of Corey her that, take is, like she's gonna think uh well from what I've I don't know some of what I've seen and some of what I've just imagined in my head about her upbringing sounds like she was raised as a warrior so it sounds like it probably wasn't a super different upbringing so I don't think she's going to be as critical as some of these characters are of that. Um, like, about that aspect, evidently. For, for me, I think what she'll be critical of, and I don't know if you caught it, but it was like a comic reference. Um, not everyone. I don't expect everyone to catch it because it's not that deep. But there's like this this thing with Batman and Robin called The Oath. And basically that's just when... Bruce was, you know, accepting or accepting Dick to be his partner's Robin. He had to take this oath. And that's what that frame thing was in reference to the... Oh, yeah. 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 I saw her and be like, camp cruel and unusual. Right. Not, yeah. not, not fear, not love, not anything will, you know, make me give in to fear. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's not great. Um, so obviously her parents didn't raise her to be a robot and, you know... Yeah she was raised to be royalty and I think the way that's similar to Dick is that how it comes about is she doesn't like burdening people with her problems either so like he was made he was raised to you know shelf his emotions she didn't have that issue but she was raised to always be um the most responsible person and the person people can rely on and so I think that's why she keeps things secrets. So that her and Dick both do the same thing. They just do it for different reasons. So I think she'd have something to say about that aspect of the show yeah. no emotions thing. I don't think she can yeah. gel with that. Um, um, but I definitely don't think that the sort of basic uh, concept of sort of taking them in and training them and helping them sort of channel their uh, anger into trying to sort of do some good in the world I don't think that she's going to have as much of a problem with that as some other characters do because I don't think that she has that kind of concept of like childhood of like children shouldn't be responsible for things. Yeah, I mean, it's a different culture and it's it's like all the kids where she's from 
<laughs> when she was talking about those like yeah. warrior games with her sister. Yeah. Like, she was such a star, yeah. <laughs> right. Like all the kids there, they're like training and whatnot. So I guess the difference is maybe they're not out fighting crime yeah, or, or probably, in wars. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure probably a lot more of it's like a lot more theoretical. Yeah. Kind of like, like kind of like, like you think kind of like you think of what the Amazons, right? Like they're training, 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 but they're not really fighting nobody over there. <laughs> they're just training. Yeah. And actually being in the army. Right. Yeah. They're just, they're just training just to do it. You know. Push ups, but like you're not out right so I, I think that's that's the that's the key difference here is they weren't done like okay now go fight in this war and they were like i oh, will say what now so that's the difference <laughs> but i do think if they actually bought a war of tamarind that they would actually, yeah you know what i mean like, yeah I think probably if, if tamarind was a place that was actively being occupied then i would think i think they'd put them like the hell out there and that'd be the expectation uh same with the amazons you know what i mean I don't think they said, okay, ladies, I some of you guys were just fake training, but now this place is being occupied. No, girl, now it's game time. Yeah. So, you know, and I mean, in a lot of ways, Gotham is actively in a state of war. And, it is a war. You know, we're is. in a war in the States. We're like this this war with freaking gun people, with guns. It's a legit war. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's certain places, you know, that, you know, they, they call Chicago Chirac for a reason, you know, if you're going to have, uh, if you're going to try to like, you know, raise kids in certain like locations under certain circumstances, you've got to think, you know, what it is that you're going to do logistically to keep them out of the literal line of fire. Like that's a part of your consideration. And I'm sure it's not uncommon for people like, you know, I've heard of folks parents teach them how to shoot at 12 you know mm-hmm. um so you know that I think that like I think that sometimes when we talk about some of the decisions that are made there we're not talking in the context of the world in which they live we're talking in the context of the world in which we live we don't live somewhere where somebody might kidnap us and joker talks from us on the way home from school you know what I mean we don't mm-hmm. live somewhere where we have classmates that live in cold tanks like we don't live in a place where this kind of thing really happens every day like dozens of bodies hung up every week well I mean some of us do but you know maybe we don't live in these neighborhoods you know what I mean and if you know people who do live in these places they talk about this stuff pretty differently than people that don't you know and their concept of how in how much involvement they have how much choice they have to have involvement in this is very different you know because a lot of times that I feel like when people talk about all of this, they talk about it like there's a variation of, you know, events where, you know, Bruce is like living and like raising kids in Gotham and he can, there's some kind of choice he can make that keeps his children safe from all of this. And he's making an alternate choice that endangers them. I feel like that's a leap, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, look what happened to Helena, right? Like, uh whole family like shot up in front of her like you know Bruce's parents were shot in front of him so clearly it's not a thing that just happens to poor people in Gotham because off the top of my head I can think of several people from like high socioeconomic backgrounds in that place and in that world who like lost people to criminal violence so Bruce Mm -hmm. making the assumption that his kids 
wouldn't be subject to any of that kind of danger and wouldn't need to be able to protect themselves from it or do anything about it or anything like that because he has money doesn't really align with what we've actually seen happen in that world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, man. <laughs> like, I, I know I'm getting like really into sort of like, you know, the culture and like, all no, no, it's thing, fine. But I feel like it's not because, up enough when people be, discuss it. Because the other thing though, is that even though I'd say Bruce messed up with Dick in a in a slightly different way than Corey's yeah. parents messed up. Corey's parents really messed up. Like I don't know if you know some of Sapphire's origin, but they literally sold her in the slavery. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I did. Um, the, um, and then uh, and then when she came to she was with the Titan. She went back under some false ass pretenses. Just to find out, her dad then promised her into an arranged marriage. It's a man, yeah. So it's just like, they're, <laughs> that's, that's not any better. Um, no, and it's even a whoops, like, to some extent, there's some of that. Because remember her being like, people can marry whoever they want here, which is probably pathetic. Yeah, so I, I feel like they're not going to exactly copy that, but. There's um, some element of that to it for her to say that. Because you didn't want me to, it's not really a spoiler though. I, Go for it. Okay, okay. Greg, okay, so <laughs> Greg Walker did an interview where basically he said that there's going to be a big, um, crap, what did he call it? Wow, like a, holy crap. <laughs> What's it called? A big, like, plot thing that's yes. happening. A plot twist, but also he called it something else. A, not a truth not a truth bomb it's like one of those tropey it's wild that i'm forgetting the term right now because i've been looking at it people talk about it all damn week and i'm actually annoyed that i can't remember what it what he called it oh my god um what do you mean truth bomb whatever you want to call it that's gonna happen later in the season and what i think that's gonna be is that he said specifically involving Dick and Corey, there's going to be this big thing um, mm-hmm. that happens to them. I wish I could remember the term. I'm going to try to look for it after I let you talk. Um, and I think that what that's going to be is that it might involve that fiance, that fiance thing. And I think yeah. she probably doesn't even know about it and that maybe yeah. Calm knows about it. And then that's going to be and maybe the that's related in some way to why she's here. Maybe why she wanted to come back so bad. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, she's obviously been pretty chill with you know uh, Corey being off and doing whatever she's doing and out of her way for a while. Something made her like fully bring her ass all the way here. Yeah. Like not just send people for, but actually come herself. So she wants something. Yeah. Maybe um, she promised. Maybe she promised whoever she's working with her sister. She was like, we can have my sister. You know what I mean? Totally possible. Um, within the context of everything we have here. I really I really look forward to kind of, kind of finding out more about that. There's so many, like, things that I look forward to this season. I think that's one of the reasons that, like, uh, I've been just kind of avoiding the spoilers. Because as far as I can tell, people mostly seem bummed about it. Because I'm just mostly excited about a lot of stuff. So I don't feel you like know- honestly i'm not really bummed because what they're bummed about is 
stuff we didn't know. Like, because when they announced Babs, they said they were rekindling their romance. We already know that. I don't even consider what's coming out spoilers. My annoyance is that I don't want to look at it. So I'm going to fast forward that joint. <laughs> but I'm not surprised by it. I'm just going to fast forward it. And that's how I'm telling people. I think people think I'm having some kind of emotional reaction or I'm angry. I'm like, I'm not angry. I'm just not going to watch it. It's what I'm telling you. I'm just yeah. fast forwarding it. Like, I don't really... <laughs> I don't really care. Like I'm, I legit. This doesn't bother me. This isn't. I don't care. Is what it is, and I don't plan on looking at it. <laughs> so. The main way that I kind of feel about the whole joke stab thing, like my actual sort of emotional reaction to it, is that I feel like I'm interested in this portrayal of Bab. I'm interested in kind of seeing what they're doing with her, how that's going to work out, you know, and like. I know that we're not going to wind up with them like running into the sunset or something. So to whatever extent I'm interested in their interaction with each other, I'm mostly interested in what it's going to reveal about this version of her character. Like I'm mostly like kind of curious about that. So I'm not actually super, super bummed about them having a connection. Cause like, I know it's not in the grand scheme of like their lives going to matter like that or the show, you know what I mean? Like, she's not going to be a permanent character. They're not going to be, like, a game or anything. She's not going to be the love of his life. So clearly what this relationship is going to do in the context of the show is it's going to show us something about, you know, their character. And I'm kind of more interested in what we're going to get out of Babs' character in this, in this context because I've seen her be just powerfully annoying the comments to extent that I don't even read a, read most of it with her in it because she's so whatever but this portrayal looks pretty different than the like more popular recent versions of her in the comments like the way that she's sort of portraying this character and her point of view so I'm kind of interested in seeing in that context what their interaction looks like you know what I mean mm. so like I'm so I'm not like disinterested and also I know of course me dating someone else and like you know, it's a very season three thing to have sort of both major parties, like sort of dating other people and up to other stuff. And I get that sort of where we are in terms of that kind of thing. So, you know, there hasn't really been, um, there hasn't been this version of that character in any meaningful way. Like there, I don't think there's been a version before that was police commissioner to my knowledge. Um, and, well, Lego you know, Batman's Babs. <laughs> this is funny. No, she's legitimately just like Lego Batman's Barbara Gordon. I'm not even kidding. Um, I I remember it. No, it's the same character. It's so funny. She was the commissioner in that movie. Um, and was also and was also like I don't really trust vigilantes. I'm like, yo, this is Lego Batman. But um, <laughs> I mean, but I remember the term by the way. Batman is one of the more seminal presentations. I really, I really, I really love that movie actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, but um, I remember the term bombshell. That's what he said. There's a bombshell coming specifically uh, related to Dick and Corey later in the season that we should look out for. So a lot of people are thinking it's a bad thing. I don't because they're not together. Right. It can't be something that's going to break them up. It's going to be something exactly. that does the opposite because they're they're already not together. It can't get worse than them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, You're, yeah. No, I feel so, you. And so, I guess I kind of I kind of feel like a lot of the fandom is so kind of caught up in. I feel like they're so caught caught up in their in their hopes about that relationship. Their 
sort of borrowing feelings from theoretical future plot lines and they're not kind of in and then and they're not enjoying what's actually happening in the show in real time as it happens and they're also and not kind of they're, they're also not really um like i get it but then at the same time i'm just like when you have so so much confirmation I don't see the point of still being super worried about it because no. he also said, like he also said, um, you know, they're gonna we're gonna get a big surprise at some point in the season. And his direct quote, I don't want to give it away, but that's an indication of where we're heading. And there was like a video, there was a video interview who was like smiling and excited. And I'm like, why would he be smiling and excited about ruining fans' <laughs> happiness? Right. That doesn't make sense. He's like, oh, they're, they're going to have a... watch shows that had evil showrunners who loved to right. enjoy. They exist, but we see no evidence that runners of this show are like... Like, girl, the whole, quote, he's, he, the whole quote is so crazy. I'm like, how do you think he means something negative? He, like, the whole paragraph, he's like, I love their enthusiasm. I love that they want it. Um, That's a priority for us. Their romance isn't on the back burner. We're just exploring them as characters first. There's a big yeah. bombshell coming as an indication of where we're going to go i'm like y'all you you won but you're so like you're so focused on yeah. um what you're yeah. seeing currently when you could do just do what i do like if it pisses you off that much you just don't have to watch it baby like you can yeah. password it and then it's like it never happened like i swear on the um, on god you can do that like there's yeah. no need to even be mad about it like you can just and, and, I, if, and if you and if you if you don't mind you can just watch it because my reason for not wanting to watch it is that i just don't care about this yeah. that's me that's me yet that's me yet like and I, i'm actually kind of curious yeah so, so then it, you know, then watch it if you are you know what i mean like, right. yeah like i'm like, you know like i yeah. i understand one big thing and like obviously i i, I do shit Dick and Corey, i do want to wind up together as far as we can tell they're going to so that means the purpose of this isn't like the purpose of exploring them with these other characters this season isn't to have them not be a thing together it's to explore separate things with their with, with their character and, and that, that means we're going to see different aspects of them in this in these situations like that's the point of it like, yeah like yeah i mean if, if the point is growth and them ultimately being led back to each other that's fair i think where I would be disappointed is if they were just like, oh, we're just going to do this and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, then it's just you, like, like then no it's just, yeah, then it's just like, well, so we're just not going to get back to that. And it's like, they're telling us that's not what they're doing. Exactly. So knowing that, even though I'm annoyed that we could have just been, even though I'm annoyed that I feel like season two was completely wasted, like, Dick and yeah. Corey should have got had a friendship developed through that oh, season. Yeah. They, they should have definitely should have been more friendship moments with them. They should have been a friend. They they had like they talked three times in total, if you yeah. count it. And this is like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like, so that's annoying. I don't mind like I'm not mad. Like I wanna see them be friends is my main thing. I'm just like, yeah. I, I really want to see that. So I hope whatever is happening whatever just let them be friends that's, that's yeah. what i want i want them to be friends again yeah so, and i mean please. 
<laughs> there's so many characters on this show and there's so many plot lines and there's so many character arcs and there's genuinely a lot of things I find interesting like I know some yeah. viewers only find one thing interesting and everything else was like a waste of their life and like I've there have been shows I felt that way about before like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna act like I'm just a more involved viewer of shows I just no. really think they did a good job with like storylines of the casting and that kind of thing to get me actually fairly invested in a decent number of these people on this show and like what's kind of going on with them. So, you know, while there are things that I would ultimately like to happen, I'm not disinterested in what's happening in the meantime, for the most part. I can make no promises about surviving an entire episode of Jason for God's sake. Um, But to be honest with you, I can make no promises on an ensemble show that has multiple characters I'm interested in and solving an entire episode on anybody. Like, you know, like one of the things I like about this show is it has so many like strong actors and interesting character Mm -hmm. art. So I, you know, I I mean, here's rather not spend a whole episode with anybody. Here's here's the reason, though, like we can we can move on from talking about it after this. But I think a lot of this is completely unrelated to what we're actually seeing on the show anyway. There's just a lot of hard feelings from the crap the comics have pulled and that's Mm. dc's fault they really yeah they've been been playing in people's face with Corey for a long ass time and people are just over it because they were just like you get a titan show and you're ready to see this build up with dick and Corey finally because there's not in any other any other media and then and then you're bringing in babs again so it is annoying like I completely yeah. like a hundred percent. That's the problem. It's it's the yeah. comics. It's the comics is why we're we're yeah. doing this. It's all so because like, of that. If instead this was a podcast about mm-hmm. the comics, yeah. and, and we were having a conversation about my feelings about like the Dick Babs relationship and the Babs character and like Corey, we'd be having a completely different conversation. Let me be clear. Yeah. <laughs> like everything that I'm saying, it's the books. Being interested yeah. in like what it is, you know, about that this might reveal with the character and the curiosity and all that. Mm-hmm. That's things I exclusively feel about the show. I do not feel that way about the comics or how it's portrayed, any of that. And I don't, yeah. like disrespectful portrayals. That's, that's the issue. Like, it does yeah. feel. It does feel disrespectful in the way that if this was a Batgirl show, they would never have Starfire come on an entire season to oh, be yeah. to be Dick's love interest. They wouldn't do that to Batgirl. So there's oh. this there's disrespect here. Like there really is. Yeah. I I cannot lie. On shows when they bring in temporary love interests like that, they're usually original characters like Justin yeah. Daddy, whatever. They don't usually bring in an iconic like big deal character. The, the one that, like that the one that derailed his entire romance. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, you know, I feel you. I feel yeah, that. yeah. I've been, That's the I've problem. Been pretty kind of, you know, blinders with judging this show just as itself. But like, I do agree with you. No greater context mm-hmm. of, of of all of that. That's totally fair. That yeah, that's that's absolutely a hundred percent what the problem is. Is that, um, and it's nothing else because what we've seen on the show, what we're hearing from freaking greg walker the damn showrunner telling us literally <laughs> the Corey is ending basically and the writers and all of that is we're not seeing what people are feeling those feelings are from the outside and i absolutely understand because i kind of feel the same way i kind of feel like they'd never do this 
if it was a if it was a Batgirl show. So I feel like yeah. it's only happening because they have less respect for the Titans than they do for a Batman characters. Oh, yeah. And that's why they feel it's okay to do it. They wouldn't do yeah. that to her. So yeah, I get you know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna give them their rope to be passed because I get it. Um even though even though I heard and understand what I needed to hear and understand, so I'm just like, whatever. I get why other people are pissed, and that's their right, you know? I mean, it's the right to feel that way, but I guess I just don't feel tempted to, like, really engage with that because I personally yeah. am just finding it more rewarding to enjoy that in this portrayal, like, mm-hmm. in this particular media, the way that they're handling these things, you know? Um, I and- feel you. And to be honest more of what I don't like more than anything and people are gonna be like huh you know I don't like Babs like you know I don't like her on the show I like her more and I want to like her um what one of the main reasons I didn't want this is because it's evident to me at least that Dick Babs is going nowhere fast and that she feels she seems more into him than he is into her and I'm just not quite interested in seeing her her look be sad or whatever, or like yeah. left in the dust. I feel like that's a pointless ass plot line. So I'm hoping that whatever way they break up, she's fine. You know what I mean? Because what like I don't want to be... see is her heart broken up. That sucks. She was he was out of her life. She was doing fine. Don't do that. That'd be lame. I hate right. I hate that. So and see, I don't think they're gonna do that because I feel like what I'm imagining the arc with these characters is going to be is them actually coming to a resolution of all this sort of like unresolved stuff they had left from when he left and like when he broke up and all that kind of thing. And not just like emotionally towards him, but towards like who he is as a person, what he does, like that lifestyle. I feel like there's a lot sort of unresolved there and I think ultimately they're probably going to come out of this with pretty positive feelings towards each other I think that's kind of where this is going like fund allies or whatever um and then he's you know kind of on they're both sort of like on with their lives without all that sort of hanging in the air um and I think that there's a lot that like just talking about it in isolation not in context of all these other things there's a lot that's interesting about two people who used to be so similar, becoming like such different people and then having to sort of work uh, together again, both like professionally and literally work through like family drama, essentially. And because they clearly got like a competent actress who has some amount of like charm and like ability to her to kind of handle this, I think yeah. that they could deal with that emotional complexity in an interesting way. And I guess I just don't get the feeling that it's going to be as about the concept of them being lovers as it is about them, like, being a, kind of being a family. Does that make sense? hmm I feel like it's going to be more about a resolution that way. And I feel like the end resolution of this is going to be more them having a kind of functional um, family relationship with each other than you know, whatever the, then obviously, you know, them being together because they're not going to ultimately be together. But I don't think it's going to be negative. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, um, I, I just think they're going to wind up not being in a relationship. I think that yeah. it's going to be positive with their relationship with each other that's, at the end of it. 
that's what I want is for her to get closure and uh yeah that's what I want I don't so when I was what I was trying to tell you earlier where I was just like I don't like this it's not about it's not really about the core I'm not worried about them I just don't want anyone left hanging in the wind and that's what I always hate about love triangles it's like there's always one person who ends up heartbroken and sad and I hate it like I hate them they're awful plot devices I I don't oh, like yeah. I I fully agree with you um, on that. And I guess yeah. the reason I don't think this is going that way yeah. is because there's another dynamic to their relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as it's not that fine cuz I feel like I don't want that for anybody, you know. No. Cuz I mean, I feel like more so these are people who never should have dated like to begin with, which is why mm. I think it's not going to be so bad when they wind up not uh together because ultimately I think I think that she's more upset about him leaving because he left and not because like she wanted to be with him, but like, because she wanted him to be in her life. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's more a, like, you know, I miss you thing. And, you know, I miss having you as like a friend and a comrade thing. Then a like, I was just so in love with you in my heart and just like bleeding for you. I think there's the people who've always been people who'd be better off as friends and never like should have dated. And I think they'll work that out through, you know, the course of this season. Um, but I think you get much more sort of tragic results with love triangles when it's people that if they weren't together are not people that would naturally like be friends or be colleagues or anything like that. So if they're not together, they just don't have each other. You know what I mean? Um, Cause I don't, cause you know, for a lot of- I feel like what Babs needs, what Babs needs more than anything is just somebody normal. I think- yeah. I think, like, like, I get why she wanted to be a vigilante at first, but I don't think she should have been. Yeah. Um, no. And that's that's the issue. And I get why she's over it now, even though yeah. I think, I mean, I, even though I think, daughter, so yeah, even even though I think she's gonna need their help in the end. Um, I get why she doesn't think they should even have to exist. You know, I mean, I, I get feeling that way. Daughter, right? Like her yeah. dad is a police commissioner, so it makes sense that her ultimate orientation would be towards a more like, you know, the the system, a more organized kind of thing, a more like professional regimented hierarchy kind of thing. It makes sense that that sort of that sort of structure dealing with justice is something that's just kind of in her, you know, for that reason. And it makes sense for the cop's daughter to rebel against that by being a vigilante, but it's very common for people to rebel against being just like their parents and then grow up to be just like their parents. Yeah. So yeah, she's not a teenager anymore, right? We're done with the rebelling and now she's back to the values she's raised with, which are that she's a cop. She's a cop at heart, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, And we see very clearly that even though Dick tried literally being a cop, he's not a cop at heart. No, he's not. Um, I guess we can move on from all of that though, because <laughs> I mean, there's not much to say. Like, because I see all, I see all the sides. My main thing is I don't like love triangles. Um, even if it's not technically a triangle, it's you know ultimately what's happening is they're not right for each other because another woman is, and yeah. so therefore it isn't a, a triangle in that sense. 
And I was like, we really could have skipped all of that <laughs> by just having oh, them yeah. not have feelings, you know, but whatever. Yeah. As long as it ends with her not being heartbroken because I have no interest in seeing that um, at all. No. It's not fair to her. I don't think she deserves that. Um, no. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like if that was where they were going, they'd have her be as terrible if she wasn't a comic. So we would hope that she's left in tears. Yeah. I don't think they'd make it as sympathetic as they made her with the hopes of having that be the mm-hmm. conclusion of no. all that. She, yeah, she. Um, I'm just trying to think of how she's going to get over him, but I don't know, but I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm sure there's there's some other tall, strapping, cop-like men in Gotham she could get on there. She'll be all right. Um, But yeah, I guess we can just talk about uh, Corey's visions. Did we already do that? Because No, we didn't talk about her vision. What Um, the hell was going on with that? My theory is that Calm is in trouble and she's reaching out to Corey and Corey's like seeing things through Calm's eyes. And I think that's who we're seeing on the gurney. And I think that's why we heard a woman's voice in the police station say Coriander. I think that was Calm's voice. So okay. I think it's her. I I didn't even consider that possibility, but it's an interesting one that makes sense. Yeah. I I think it's her talking to her. Um so yeah, huh. we shall I, see. I really look forward to kind of seeing what's going on with that. Because, um, you know, uh, homegirl sleepwalking in the daytime is a lot of we setting things on fire, all the thing. Um, uh, and I do, I do, I do like that she did like pretty immediately call Justin um i was i was pleased i was pleased by that um i would i would like her to to tell dick uh but hopefully like there's y'all ain't talked in a minute and there's some stuff to talk about uh so hopefully like we're kind of coming up to that soon um but i am glad that she did call someone and she did like come out with it fairly straightforwardly um that really made me feel good because that's kind of a contrast to some of the foolishness with her last season uh with her just like kind of like not telling anyone anything at all um and with you know trying to distract herself and running all these different kinds of things it seems Mm -hmm. like she's definitely like more grounded when it comes to trying to sort of tackle and sort of deal with things at this point um and actually willing to say something to someone so I'm really kind of pleased about that. Um, and it was also good to see her and Gar kind of like working together with the chess and all that kind of thing. So I I feel like she'll, I feel like she is going to, once we sort of hit our next plot point here and sort of something concrete in the present happens to talk about, I think she's gonna, gonna say something, uh, gonna say something to someone. And I'm really, I'm happy to see our characters really tackling things in a more kind of healthy way than they did last season with the exception of the birth. Um, everyone else really seems like, you know, if you compare the mistakes they're making last season, they're doing a better job this season with like, you know, trying to rely on their teammates and kind of trusting each other and, you know, and collaborating and really kind of having their head in the game um, and being less sort of distracted with, 
some of their own stuff. Like we saw Gar really kind of like working on his whole thing with becoming another animal. Um, I was like, okay, all right, if you, do you, you get into it, you know? Um, our characters really seem to be progressing in a positive way. And a lot of things we kind of hoped for last season we're seeing play out. Like we're seeing them, you know, okay, we're people who know how to function as a team now. We kind of know we can expect from ourselves and other people. We know that we need to rely on people. We need to say something to somebody. We need to seek out help. We need to not just like hole up and think we can do everything on our own. It's really cool like seeing them really gel in that way. Um, and uh, gosh, I guess we can talk about Donna, even though she's technically non-present, just real yeah. quick. Uh, do you think that she'll fit in which side of do you think she's going to wind up like the birds when she comes back and be like oh I still have authority problems and I'm a dumbass or do you think she's actually going to like fall in (sighs) (laughs) I'm sorry you know how I feel about Donna (laughs) (laughs) I mean I needed to make you make this (laughs) and I wish everyone could see it All I want, all I want out of life is for her to not be who she has been all this time. Just please be somebody else. Be anyone else for me, please. That is all. I have faith she's going to be just because, like, Donna's not like this in the comics. And this show has been pretty pretty consistent with having people be much like their portrayals in the comics. Some bits of different versions, but most of them are pretty true at their core to who they are in the comics. She's the one who's been the most different, which makes me think she's, which makes me think she's going to come around to being more of the person we're familiar with. That's that's my reasoning. I think it's sound right. It's not like the show's whole thing has been doing portrayals of these characters that are wildly different as they are on the comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether characters have been kind of better or kind of worse, they've been basically <sighs> everyone's been basically the same, right? Dixon, except very much like except um. I want to say Rachel and uh, Donna are the most different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rachel's definitely curious. Um, but Donna's definitely the most different, I would say. I would say Donna's even more different than Rachel is. Um, and I'm thinking that's because I'm hoping, you know me, hope springs eternal uh, until... Uh, until it's happened and I'm like well that's what happened I am just not going to believe that anything is happening other than they just want to make it even more awesome when we get Troya and she's going to come in being awesome and she's going to be giving us Donna like it's 1987 that's what I'm hoping so uh come on girl give us disco hair and decent personality please and thank you Yeah. Um, Maybe she'll have curtain bangs. Everything can get better, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can get worse, right? <laughs> no. Uh, no. So, really when you look at the silver linings, um, <laughs> she has to, she has to <laughs> come back better. There's just no way she yeah. won't, right? That's, and that's, also, that's, like, the biggest worst thing about her, we resolved because the biggest worst thing about her was all the, like, fear that came with Slade and all of that, right? Like, all the, like, fear and grief and everything, and Slade is soft. So, you know, and also, you know, now it's not this thing nobody talks about anymore, right? We've kind of 
pulled that subject out of the shadows and everything. So, I mean, the thing that was the worst about her is the thing we did actually manage to resolve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I, I know. I mean, I'm not doubtful. It's just, um, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so, so it's sorry. Like, it's just that. It's just like, okay. I understand. Look, I I know. I I know. I know. It's just me who's just like, I don't know. She just, she just like, (laughs) she just like killed all of my patience for her last season, and now I'm just like, whatever, completely. When I tell you what she died, like, I saw everyone else was either they were angry, they were sad, some were laughing. I shrugged. I just shrugged. I didn't care. I was just like, whatever. Like, I'm just physically tired is the best way to explain how <laughs> how she made me feel. Like, I was, I wanted to take a nap after the episodes. I couldn't do it. I can't do it with well, that. The amount that I like Donna Troy is irrational. I'm sorry. <laughs> Connor's resemblance to her physically is just, has me just pushing through it. Like, I know you're in there, girl. I can see you. I'm looking at you. I'm sorry. Um, I, I do hope she just, look, I'm being positive here. She has to come back and she has, she has to be good because you know what? They improved everyone else. I even liked Hank more. I, I felt sad when he died. I spent three, three days, three days defending Dawn. If they could look, if they listen, if they can accomplish these things with me, Donna is about to come back and be my best friend. I mean, they managed yeah. to get me to care about That's... Barbara Gordon. Yeah. I didn't even pretend that I had high expectations. You know I don't like her, so. No, I didn't say I like her, but I. No, 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 I'm like saying. No, but that's what I'm saying. You know, I don't usually like her. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that yeah. I do was, I mean, they did, they did some here. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I've, so, I mean, I feel like this show, I feel like this show has given reason to be willing to kind of give it some positive faith. Like, I feel like the show has earned good faith as yeah. far as like hopes of how they're going to kind of handle things. Everything wasn't great, and I had my negatives, and I had my grits and everything, but I feel like overall, like, of all the different things that I've watched, I've seen some shows really just have some bad faith with its audiences and with their fandom and with not caring about characters and things like that, and I feel like this show has earned enough good faith for me that, like, until I actually see something go bad, I'm willing to believe that they have what it takes to handle something well. I'll yeah, honestly, honestly, all they have is they had a um, choppy season that happens on every show. I, I don't. Yeah. This isn't even a slightly a big deal. I don't care that they had a bad season, um, and I don't know why everyone is acting like no, this has never happened with other shows. It's really stupid. I'm not even willing to like humor when people do this. I'm just like, okay, so you watch a perfect show. Show me the receipts. Right. Like, enough already. Um, but uh, seriously, <laughs> knock it off. Shows I've hung with for like years, and like I think also both seriously. of us. We grew up on um, some cheesy, low budget genre. Some, ter- some terrible ass shows. Buffy had like three terrible seasons. Charmed, Charmed <laughs> had four out of eight. Be awful. Like enough. Oh my god! Um, remember that time the page started Hogwarts with red hair? Listen, <laughs> let's just move on. Uh, I we should we should end this soon, but do you want to spend a few minutes talking about 
Burr and Connor. I don't feel like there's a ton to say about yeah. them other than I'm really excited. Gar is probably going to turn into animals this season. Yeah, I mean, he's really, like, getting ready. He's, yeah. You know, and, and he has, like, so. established his little monologue that, like, he does have the, the, that capability in this, mm-hmm. you know, in this canon. So it's not, like, a thing that this version of Gar can only be a tiger. Like, that's not a thing. Um, so I think we're going to get more animals out of Gar. We know it's a psychological block of some kind that's been established a few times. So he's just got to figure that out. And... I mean, we got a whole therapist on the cast, y'all. We'll figure our psychology out. You know, our big villain is a big psychology villain, right? The scarecrow, a psychologist, all of that. So everyone's kind of got some mind stuff going on. Uh, And that's kind of his. Um, Connor is the cutest thing. Where did they find somebody with that body in Joshua Orphan's face? Yeah. Oh my God. I feel so bad for Connor. I know, like, we, we spent a lot of time saying how bad. Don is going to feel, but I feel really bad for Connor because he's going to feel like he could have figured yeah, it out sooner, but he was perfect. Like he did literally nothing wrong. Absolutely perfect. So that's not his fault at all. And I, but, but I think. He cried when Crypto licked his hand to comfort him. Yeah. Like, I think he's going to blame himself though, which is really sad. Oh yeah. He, um, he is, uh, which is super sad and unfair, but. At least we know that unlike uh, poor season two, Dick, he's not surrounded by people that will support him blaming himself. Thank so you. <laughs> Thank you, period. <laughs> so he's going to be fine. Jeez, yeah, please. Season two was so rough. Oh, God. Oh, the season of so, gaslighting. Um, yeah. So, so bad. And I, and I, mm. I feel confident we're not going to kind of let anyone make that mistake of taking too much of the blame for how things went on them this season. I think we learned that lesson as the team. Um, yeah. And he's <sighs> so cute. Like, and Crypto is so cute. When he said, speak, girl, and she gave that, like, supersonic bark at the beginning, I was like, ah, the show. Yeah. Man, <laughs> like, I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to forgive Jason for this. I don't think they're going to. I don't know, um, like, I don't know I how he's going to, how do they get past this? I mean, because. <laughs> it's I mean, a lot. First of all, I, I think that they're going to have to really establish it's like fully not a thing Jason was in control of whatever happened there. Like they're going to have to like really kind of offload that. That's the, like, the, like y'all going to have to show us a mind control villain or some shit. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that there's any other kind of way, but I also feel like this is going to be one of those things where I think it's going to be a pretty permanent fracture here. Um, even if they produce somebody, they, well, even when they produce whoever scrambled his brain and explain whatever, I don't think that it's going to be able to be like it was before that happened. Um, and I feel like that was an intentional choice because I feel like the show wouldn't have had that line crossed in that way if they didn't want like a real schism there because they could have easily avoided that even and even potentially had Hank die by just handling that a bit differently in a way that wound up not being Jason's fault so I feel like the choice to make it happen the way that it happened was one to set a definite sort of a line in the sand like Jason's not a titan you know like um However, this resolves, like, he's not going to be, like, rejoining. They're not going to be allies. At best, we're getting neutral out of here. Like, 
Um, so, and like, it's also not usually how they handle Red Hood to have him do something so definitively line crossing. So to have it happen so early is one, it's something that makes me curious about what they intend to sort of do with them, you know? Because usually like, oh, he'll threaten and he'll bluster and he'll huff and he'll puff. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, all that chatter, nana, blanks, you ain't, oh, let me not quote future, move on. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, you know, but brother, you ain't shot shit, you know, that's usually yeah. at it. Um, but this time, brother shot somebody. Um, and by shot, I mean, it slowed his heart. Um, so I think that, I think there's on a line here. I think we might be actually getting a, like, Red Hood's a villain thing. Not a, like, not this whole anti-hero thing, but, like, no no villain um and um i it is hard to sort of imagine what no matter how much blame they try to put on whoever it is that raised them it's or whatever they did his head or the drugs or whatever it's very hard to imagine what a redemption arc would even look like which makes me wonder if maybe there isn't an intention of one i don't know what do you think you think that there's an intention of a uh redemption arc and reconciliation do you think they did this time they're not doing that it's so hard to tell because i still feel like i still feel like scarecrow is is responsible but at the same time i don't know like it kind of felt like a lot of this was what jason wanted to do you know what i mean Yeah, it's really hard to Especially tell. Like, how we saw Jason, he was a, he was a little too Jasony for this. Yeah, he like a... he sounded like himself. Like I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna like. I mean, I wish they didn't make me have to sit through an entire Jason episode to find out, but. Like I'll put it, I'm not watch a whole episode about him curious to find out, but I am if you sprinkled it through some other episodes, curious to find out. Like, I'm not disinterested. I'm interested. But, like, I feel like maybe I'll push my interest. You know what I mean? Because, um, like, I, oh I want to know, but it's hard to look forward to it when the way they've decided to let us know is a way that took us away from so much other stuff we care about. You know what I mean? It was like, I really wish you guys hadn't decided the way you want to tell this story with a whole last Jason episode. Like, I wish you hadn't made that choice. <laughs> you're making me less excited about something that I would have been interested in if y'all weren't doing it that way. Yeah, you know? I don't like doing a call it. Um, it's probably going to kill the momentum from episode four, where I'm pretty sure yeah. Dawn is leaving, Blackfire is coming, and then, boom, next episode is Jason with no one present. Yeah. And you're going to be like, why? um right yeah that's annoying and and honestly (laughs) I imagine that you know normally I uh the two of us usually you know one of us watches everything and I and I usually am the one that watches everything but Uh, it's just asking a lot for me okay no either of us are gonna know what's going on well you know what there there are um reviews right we'll read a review 
<laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to hit a viewer of a reaction, either a viewer reaction or something like that. Like, we'll yeah. hang out with somebody else and watch this. Maybe yeah. we'll have some wine. <laughs> like, we'll have some wine together. But I can't yes. really just sit here by myself and watch a whole last Jason episode. That's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this Jason. is actually, I think this is going on two hours. So. Ooh, okay. We're wrapping. We let's, have a lot to say. Yeah, let's end this. <laughs> Well, I think we did a good job. We handled all things, hit all the bases, hit all the characters, hit what yeah. we look forward to, hit what we don't. I think we good. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, this is crazy. Hank got blown up. Um, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're at. Hank is here. Hank got blown up. I never thought I would say that out loud, but. <laughs> they, they blew them up they really did that <laughs> it's crazy and they really had to have, have this like oh gorgeous like friendship moment with him and dick before they did it like and that really cute moment where Corey was like hey you're back yeah this, this is all sad like Hank for a half hour like and then killed him how it's, dare you it's, it's all sad it's, all, it's a sad day it's really a sad. it is oh my god um <laughs> But yeah, we will we will wrap. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you, listeners, viewers, whatever it is we call you people on the other end of the airwaves. <laughs> I just shout into the abyss. Yes, uh, thank, thank you guys. All right, bye.